0: going on down there well we're on the radar of of, all right so finally uh, three years after Wizards of the Coast stopped talking to us we are on the radar of the Magic the Gathering community once again we did
1: it Hey, su- surprise w- surprised we didn't get some of those
0: $1,000 boxes to open up. Right? Because we, we don't play Magic, so we're right on the radar of people who should have gotten samples of those. <laughs> uh, what a time to get reconnected to Wizards of the Coast. Anyone want to play 5e? Do, you uh, know,
2: do you know how like awkward I feel right now because I just talked to my boss at the toy shop into putting a D&D section in?
0: Oh, no.
2: Like uh, physical books, they can't do anything exactly.
1: To, though, like that's the thing, they you, you, they can't. They'd have a really hard time charging you thirty dollars a month per person for paper.
0: Yeah. Also, like, I'll. I said this somewhere else. I'll say it here because maybe this can go in a cold open with the rest of this. I my hope is not not even like oh people are gonna go other oh, systems and whatnot. My hope is just that maybe this helps this helps make TTRPG about making a cool story with your DM, with a good DM who knows how to work with the players, so that when this kind of kind of horse honky starts dropping down the pipe, you can simply close the pipes and say, we have perfectly good paper books that we can just mod with stuff that we think is fun uh, for the sake of what we're doing. Because uh, the monetization of Dungeons & Dragons, to, it seems laughable to me, but I'm at a great distance. I've played lots of TTRPG sessions, and they've never been D&D, so I also skipped that as an intro point. Uh, but the whole thing just was so odd to me, but I get it. I looked into it a bit, and I understand how that ecosystem can lock you into needing certain jargon and certain layouts to comfortably game, and, and hopefully that can all this nonsense can get people out of that um, structure comfortably. Uh because yeah, the paper book should be fine. All they do, they provide outlines to follow, and then, then uh, tweak it if you want. Like, <laughs> no one's gonna rules lawyer. Well, I mean, people will, but no, there's no official body. There's no competitive D and D circuit, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you follow the rules properly, as long, as long as everyone's having fun. Unless there is, I heard a noise. Is there a competitive D and D circuit? Because if there isn't, I, I
1: mean, <laughs> you, ever, you ever been to Gen Con, man? Is there like t- it may not be, like, ranked, but they get competitive.
0: I, okay, I mean, like, tourneys and stuff. Like, where all the, you know, cars better be on opaque on opaque back sleeves and kind of things like that. Like, if that's true, then, hey, I eat crow. I eat crow. I don't know. I'm just imagining, <laughs>
2: I'm just imagining a room where it's, like, it's it's like 16 tables all trying to take down a beholder the fastest.
0: Yeah, like, I'm thinking bracketed, you know, Swiss system into bracketed mm. top cut kind of things. <laughs> I'm not saying that
1: hasn't happened, however.
0: <laughs> true. Uh, I mean, have you heard of True Dungeon? No. Oh, no. Is this a can of worms I'm opening? True, true Dungeon? You've never heard of True Dungeon? I don't think so. I might have heard the concept. I just don't remember the... It, d-
1: it's... 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 Uh. It, it's at, like, gaming conventions. It's kind of like LARPing, kind of like Escape Room... And you get, like, everybody gets a character sheet that has their special abilities and their hit points and their saves and their skill abilities, whatever. And then, like, every time you play, you get, like, a bag full of tokens. And the token may be, like, a plus one magical sword, or it may be a healing potion, or it could be whatever. And then you keep those tokens.
0: I'm just looking at their site. And so
1: there are people that will go to... Multiple ones of these things, and you can just bring your giant honkin' bag of these tokens for the next time that you play. Which you can buy. And, like, if you use a potion, you give them the token back. But you can, like, maybe you got a lucky pole, or you got loot out of a room, and now you have a plus three sword, and whatever. They and sell
0: then, yeah, a, t- at, at the a $2,000 c- at, at value conv- pack of tokens on their website?! Yes. What the? f-
1: <laughs> Yes, and there are and there are dealers that like after you go and you do your true dungeon if it's not a that like there are people that are like eh, it's a one time experience thing I'd like to do and then they'll just go if they got good tokens you can just go and sell those tokens to somebody at a v- dude that's a dealer that sell that also buys magic cards when you turn the corner on his booth an- and they'll have a couple of they'll have a couple of binders of just like hey here are these uncommon, rare, and mythic tokens. There's an $8,000
0: so value pack.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I've, I know some people through other convention stuff that are very serious that Gen Con, they'll try to do both versions of True Dungeon if they can. And sometimes try to get in on the ultra-hard one. And they've got... They roll into it with their d-ring binder they're like three inch thick d-ring binder with everything laid out how it is so that they can know like okay well starting off all right i'll i'm the rogue so here's the rogue kit and then here's all the other stuff and then like oh well you're playing the fighter here you can borrow these uh you know here's the armor here's what yeah yeah, there are people that take that uh, way So serious. I, I wish
0: you could see like the just like thousand yard stare that grew on my face w- while I was looking at their store page. Yeah. But here is the okay, the real question though: is it their own system or is it Five E? Uh, it's their own,
1: sis- that- it's yeah, be their own system. It's got yeah. Then there' then hey, I've
0: I've never done True
1: Dungeon. I think it's super interesting. Uh, Hands in the air. But it's nothing that I would.
0: Like hands, hands in the air. I got my hands okay, up. Okay. This is unrelated to Wizards of the Coast. Then, so they can do whatever they want. It's completely, you know, and fine, innocent fun. Uh, <laughs> I bet Wizards of the Coast would, but no, would like wish that, they were, eight, but... that eight 000,
1: that eight thousand that eight thousand dollar pack is probably also the Onyx. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of them. That's probably something that like you and your. F- four friends that go and hit this thing up every time like y'all go in together
0: already with 2k each (laughs)
1: yeah uh but i mean the the people that i've talked to that, that do it they are big like escape room people
0: yeah yeah hell yeah
1: and like whenever they find out oh a new escape room opened up in Missouri you want to go do that this weekend and we'll drive a couple states away to go do like a two-hour escape room experience so this is something that's kind of similar and it has big like animatronic things to it or it has like project uh, a couple of years ago they said that they had like a projection mapping like what Disney does on things they had that set up so that it like projection mapped uh onto a wall and as they moved like the puzzle pieces of the wall, the like videographic thing of the wall behind it changed, so they had to figure out how to do the whatever puzzle as they moved the thing it would change things it's like it's yeah. super complex it's not just like you gotta figure out how to get out out of this this room where it's
0: head, the head key and which drawer box, opens backwards of, uh yeah. well, so so what like, I'll say is. I feel like uh, this is in parallel, but this this does this still does this still leaves me feeling confident with my point of like if you're doing if you're doing session DM'd TTRPG, there's so much flex room that like hopefully people can can break out of constraint uh, of of it's got to be five e to the note, but also more importantly, TJ, do you think that in your store you can start stocking eight thousand dollar bags of randomized tokens? Uh, next to the d section, before Wizards decides to try to get in on this kind of business. I
2: mean, <clears throat> considering I almost sold our uh, big foam beholder we've got hanging on the wall, like,
0: it's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely. Okay, okay. Well, I think that's there's no better way than to lead us in to, uh, to welcoming everyone to WTFATFW, actually a Transformers podcast, but you know they made Dicelings, so this is all on topic now. Um, I almost bought a Diceling for free shipping, but then a Transformer showed up that I wanted. So I, sorry, Dicelings. Uh, we are here with as as you heard, TJ. How's it going? Hell yeah! Uh, and uh, we're also here with Aaron. Aaron, hope uh, hope we're doing doing good yeah. over there. You had a fun encounter with a plumber who is uh, hopefully listening to this episode.
1: Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah, he was. He was uh, very cool, and we had to keep working to make sure that he was doing what he was there to be doing, not to be talking about how he's a bad person for preferring to play Simic.
0: Simic is fine. Simic is Azorius is the white is the white blue one, right? Yeah, yes. screw Azorius. Go, Azorius goes. Zorius goes to hell <laughs> In the trash bin. <laughs> It doesn't. Sorry. I, I f- already feel bad. I know people take that stuff more serious than I do. I'm so sorry to all these Azores players. But also stop running to Teferi and doing all kinds of funny, weird stuff. Uh, see, I know some things. <clears throat> We're uh-huh. uh, here to talk about Transformers today. We uh, are going to be talking a whole bunch about toys, because I, I know that uh, there are all kinds of very large toys floating around in, in what we got um, world today, but I thought we'd open up with a quick listener question to keep putting dents into into that pile, uh, so we got one here from Riddler87, who says Hello Vangelis, uh TJ, and Aaron, I got a quick question for the podcast crew When Studio Series 86 Ironhide was leaked or revealed I decided I was just going to stick with the Siege version by extension Ratchet, because I still like those figures. Honestly, when I think about it, I don't think I've ever liked any version of those two transforming into their Earth Van modes. I started to think about this, and maybe completely redoing figures with all new alternative modes gives toy designers and engineers more artistic freedom to create better figures. I'd say the same goes for the Bumblebee Studio Series figures, since all of those figures had their alternate modes built from the ground up by the designers. So I was wondering if you guys uh, could think of any other examples of figures that totally tossed out their original alternate mode design, or reworked the robot mode and, and ended up being better for it, but we're still recognizably that character. I uh, Hope you have fun coming up with answers. Hope uh, that you all have had a fantastic day. Click, is that still a thing? It's always still a thing. Um, I'll just say I know there are some obvious answers to this, but I, I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to go straight to you all. Aaron, uh, you go first. Uh, can you think of any examples of uh, figures that just ditched original I alt modes? I
1: think RC motorcycles are generally pretty good.
0: I'd say they count
1: like it lets. Yeah, yeah, because like if you want to go all, you know, RC was originally a car and it's even now it seems like a lot of times the RC cars are just, you know, it's only been the latest couple that have been good. It's always just like, I don't know. It's a lady robot with a giant hover pack that's most of a car or she's got a giant backpack that's most of a car but whenever she's been a motorcycle it's been like hey this is a transformer that's a motorcycle that's also a lady robot that's rc i mean so i think that's one where it's like hey we actually kind of thought about it for
0: a moment i think it's telling that there were i want to say even a whole decade of our yeah the first motorcycle rc toy was for energon i think And then the first motor... No, it was three years. Okay, never mind. I was going to say... I forgot about the 07 movie RC, but I was going to say it's telling that car RC is more of a modern toy concept uh, than Mm. than motorcycle RCs have been. Um, That still is pretty more modern, yeah. Uh, And yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, in Legends, right, and then into Wave 1 of the TCG, she was basically just that blue... um, with the G1 head hybrid design uh that look completely mm-hmm. fine um we've said many times hopefully we are done trying to make 86 rc and we're just going to have rc looking like rc but better by having a actual transformation into a car mode if we're going to do it like yeah, hopefully um TJ, how about you? What would what can you uh, put out there as someone who's just ditched an alt mode design or reworked the robot mode and just ended up being better for it?
2: Um, there's a couple in my head, and one is a very large scale, massive cheat. So I kind of want to hold off on that. Um, I'm I would f- probably float out Soundwave. I like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like, I, I mean, of course I'm going to like the original sound wave and how that functions and all that, but just from a practicality standpoint, you know, there's only so much that a tape recorder can really do. Um, like I, yeah. yeah, I've, I like, like it, it comes down to like necessity is the mother of invention. It's like, what do you do with sound wave if you can't make them a tape recorder? Cause kids don't know what cassette tapes are. Well, uh, Stealth drone fits him really well, so Prime, let's do him as a stealth drone. That actually worked out pretty well. We've got him as a stealth bomber in the in the new series for Earthspark. That seems to have worked out pretty well. Um, I've, liked, like, he hasn't really, like, settled on, like, an alt mode. He goes from, like, flight modes to just big, heavy trucks, but... It all still feels like Soundwave because like, the trucks always have like some sonic device attached to them and the stealth bomb, the stealth drone and stealth vehicles, that's all into his spy mechanics, so it all feels like Soundwave. It all feels like stuff he'd do. But it's always been fun just yeah. to watch it happen and just see what they try to come up with to make him like relevant to a kid these days and still have that familiarity. And I think it's come up with some really cool alternate takes on him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I I think even if you want to stick to a G1-looking robot mode, he is a man made of boxes with a visor on the front of his chest and then, like, a tube on his shoulder, and that gives enough to work with uh, where you can do, you know, basic trucks, basic spaceships, like, there's a whole lot of flexibility there, and I have generally liked every single one of them. I know a lot of people still tend to harp on the Siege spaceship mode. I've I've said my piece on that a million times. I think it looks cool, honestly, Uh, but... Yeah, um going angular, going stealthy. Like yeah, it all it all fits. Um and uh that kind of brings us to my answer, which is Megatron. Uh I think that he is in fact only gained by going to always having been a tank, not tapping on my nose as I say it. Uh it gives him more mass to work with for transforming. It gives him a far more straightforward transformation to figure out. Uh, I'm sure anyone would agree, uh, triply so if anyone's ever tried to design a gun mode Megatron uh, from the that that run of a couple years. Um, and in the case of the core class figure, uh, it even gives him like you know a bit of a backpack that I think suits his look. Um, if you don't like the backpack, that's fine. But I, I I just think Megatron works when he turns into a tank. Uh, I think and I, I think it it doesn't take anything away and it it gets rid of trying to suss out. All the goofy nonsense that is fun to suss out about him shrinking into being a gun. It's just we've had lots of good storytelling about that in in comic books and whatnot. And there's room to tell a cool story about it in media. But I I feel like nothing is lost by him turning into a tank. He's Megatron. He has a cannon on his arm. A tank has a cannon on, on its turret. Like, it thematically all gels together. Um... Megatron and RC, I will say, were the two really obvious ones I was thinking of, because they immediately come to mind, but uh, Soundwave is totally up there, too, so uh, I, I do think we kind of, we did hit some of the most straightforward ones, but also there are some that are, they, they were ones that are very necessity, you know? For whatever reason, Soundwave's a necessity, but for, somehow, Blaster and Perceptor can just turn into whatever they want, and I don't know why it always works, but with, sound, with Soundwave, it's like, something about it's too simple. Blaster somehow makes it more interesting when he turns into a, a box with a cassette slot on the front. Um, I don't know why. It's not even like his design is that different, but there you go. So uh, hopefully that answers your question, and, and TJ was in some
2: The really cheaty answer is the entirety of Rescue Bots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's l- run for about a decade they, well, did- and nobody keeps their vehicle mode for longer than one wave.
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, the toy line was all over the place with that stuff and, and did still have very strong character representation throughout. I still, I'm embarrassed to say I've never watched the entire show, and I'm curious if they changed alt modes that often in the animation, too. I,
2: to my uh, knowledge, they didn't, but they did play with the idea a little bit. I know the, uh, I know the TRX Prime is in the cartoon.
0: Damn, I want to... I'm not going to read the wiki pages. I will just take the time to sit down and have fun watching a children's cartoon. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but that's exciting. <laughs> I didn't know that they put TRX Prime in. Uh, anyway, that's uh, our listener question. We're going to get into some acquisition inquisitions here because uh, we got some toys. Um, Aaron, I'm going to let you make the call. Should, should we pop over to TJ's uh, new child or should we um, make him wait?
1: We'll let him lead off with the big stuff. We don't want to to overshadow his uh, excitement. So
0: TJ, you got a, a a whole brand new Supreme Cheetor, is my understanding? Which <laughs> uh, is a very big toy, a uh, big yellow toy. It's, uh, it's you know kind of silly big, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous big. Bit here.
2: As as big
0: as a house cat, I hear. Yeah, oh, silliness. A whole new price point they had to make up for. <laughs> DJ, you got a thing that was that was pretty darn uh um what do you call it? Face reddening. Um uh, <laughs> cheek reddening. Re- cheek reddening.
2: Yeah. You could say that. You could say that, yeah. Um mm-hmm. So I go I have a friend, he goes by Cyber V online. Uh super cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um and he's done some so, uh, I've known him for a while. He's done some cool things for me in the past. You know, like, he, he took me on, like, FaceTime around his local toy shop, uh, just to let me pick through what they had there, which was really cool of him. Uh, but because of this, dude had my address already and decided that for Christmas he was going to, by his words, win Christmas. Uh, now, <laughs> I have a rule, like, I have a thing, because, like, people try to send me things fairly often. I'm like, no surprises. Cause like, I, t- I feel terrible when someone sends me something I already have, cause I didn't want them to waste their money or sacrifice their collection for something I didn't need, you know? So I, I try to curtail that. I try not to let anyone do that, but he had my address already. He didn't tell me he was doing any of this. He just said, you have something on the way. And he, when he sends me the tracking number through FedEx and I look at the details and it tells me it's a 25-pound box, I start losing my mind a little bit because I don't know at that point what he has done. Okay, so he's telling me he got me one of my holy grails, so um, I I, I don't know what you did. Did you, you send me, like, one BotCon figure and then, like, 24 pounds of sand? That was, like, literally my thought
0: process oh if he put it just in a giant box of kinetic sand and was like have fun <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: it wouldn't be too far i'm not, I'm
0: not saying someone should do that it, no not please do don't that, but also please
2: don't <laughs> i've had people i had to stop doing like i had to stop doing box opening videos because i had that one friend that was using that like uh, like super soft plastic you can melt in like boiling water to hide parts and people were trying to people were tr- like he would disassemble figures and put it in that stuff for me and I hated him for it. And <laughs> I had I had to stop doing box openings on camera because people tried to top it. It's like once I got that first box that had a duct tape box inside it, I'm like, no, we're done. We're done now.
0: This is an opt-in kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: hmm So it is a 25-pound t- box. I wish I could show the photos on the podcast. So I didn't have room. I had to open it on camera. I didn't have space in my house to actually open this thing in front of anywhere I had a camera. So I had to take it down to the toy shop where getting the shipping box into the back of my Mini Cooper was literally every centimeter I could spare this thing barely fit in the back of my of my vehicle
0: yeah a lot of people once you know what it is if you don't already know you'll understand a lot of people I think have started to in our little subculture forget how large that box was
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I will never I will never forget how large that box was but
2: so so the thing is it wasn't in its original box so this was a Jesus. this was a blank okay. this was a blank box which I opened up and there's a, literally enough packing peanuts to swim through like Uncle Scrooge.
0: Oh, so it was smaller. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, uh, Cyber V through whatever insanity and whatever lottery he apparently won at some point was crazy enough to decide I'm going to send TJ a Hazlab
0: Unicron. Yeah, you just kill one. You kill one person, you get one Unicron. It's the rule. You're not supposed to know about the rule, but <laughs> don't kill anyone. Uh, the offer's over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So then that means you got a box that was probably actually a little bit smaller than the Haslab box. Um, because the Haslab box was ridiculous. Now imagine the box you got. Now imagine it's a little bit bigger and it's filled with solid styrofoam framing. And now imagine trying to fit that through the small door of a two-bedroom apartment on a ninth floor because someone left it in front of my door. Uh, into a small hallway meant for one person to move through. And and you, I love to retell this to anyone who's encountered the Unicron in, in its box or not, so that people can understand what an interesting morning that was for me. Uh...
2: Yeah, Twitter got a big oh, kick out flashbacks. of me taking it home, because it was still in ball mode. And I, and I had... It's to... the only way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've transported this thing in robot mode now, too. But, b- like, both times, it's passenger seat of the car strapped
0: in with a belt buckle. Ro- robot mode, robot mode. that hump on his back, I feel like, is just too much in the way of uh, human seating. <laughs> yeah, he survives it fine. Yeah. So, yeah, you got... So, so Unicron... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, as you can see, he's big. Uh, he is extraordinarily big. Do you, do you see now why I think they're probably never going to do another run on him?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> even, even the shipping costs alone, that would make it so much more expensive than it was the first time around. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I think they should make a run of him disassembled to have spare parts cataloged on hand if they ever create a, like, parts replacement logistics department, but, yeah, otherwise, there's, there's no way they're running him again uh anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, how many, how many times have you transformed him?
2: Uh, so far, just the once, because it's the only time I've had for it. Uh... Yeah, so uh, what's
0: what's your take on that on that conversion process <laughs> the one time?
2: Um, there's something nerve wracking about how heavy those parts are, just hanging off of like one hinge or like one plastic arm. Like, there's a, one point mm-hmm. where I've got this thing on the floor of my bedroom. I've got I've got this big like lasagna of panels resting on one leg looking up at my computer with my arms stretched over to the mouse to click to the next part of the video trying to figure out where it goes
0: yeah he's a he's he's a little complex and a little bit harrowing and it it doesn't help that some of the official process don't take gravity into account very well uh, yeah
2: yeah i watched the official video and i'm like you're you're kind of like twisting this around like you're you're peeling this apple a little bit too hard for me
0: yeah uh I, having it's been a it's been about a year since i last transformed him now that i think about it but i did i transformed him like 12 to 16 18 times when i got him there are safer ways to transform him it's just very frustratingly they're not really the ones that you're told by the official um, documentation. Uh, which I've gone on about before, but, you know, now, now that you've got one... Like, like so, you, so yours wasn't fresh out of the box, but you know how when you want to put the planet mode on the stand, right? There's a hole in the bottom you have to open up. So the instructions are presented assuming that the hole is open. But when he shipped, the hole was closed. And so it made some people think you just have to spike him onto the stand... Um, and, uh, you don't do that. You can, but there's a 30% chance you'll fracture something if you do that. Uh, so the, uh, yeah, the instructions were written in a way that didn't match how Unicron shipped. And that, that's always been my biggest, like, uh, you know, to, to get a little bit hardcore about me talking about a toy, but it's this toy. I found that unforgivable that like, there was that, there was a disconnect between, the, the instructions, and the shipped toy, and there was no backer update, no update PDF, nothing. It's just like, hopefully someone told you before you got to that part. Uh, because the, the stand locks inside as well, so some people would get the hole open and then just rest him on it, and he, in ball mode, would be wibbling around on top of the stand, because he's just balancing on a spike in a hole, basically. <laughs> uh... Anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off track, but it's it's so it, it's so nice to talk to someone who has a fresh perspective on Unicron. I have all this baggage to unload. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so aside from gravity making things a lot more harrowing, like how do how do you feel about some of the the choices made, like the way that stuff, uh, I, I guess interlock peels on itself.
2: You know, like I've seen. I, like, I've seen some of, like, the third-party Unicrons take attempts at this and had come up with a much cleaner-looking robot, but every time I see one of those, it just doesn't strike me as Unicron in the right way. Uh, Like, this, like, I see why they went the way they did. Because when you're making something that big, yeah, I would want completely solid legs that aren't made of panels. Like, just, like, panels pegged together Mm -hmm. like you would on, like, a Masterpiece or a third party. Um, When you're trying to get the planet mode to be as accurate as possible, yeah, I don't think you could make this mostly gray sphere turn into this mostly orange robot without doing what they did. Like, it is a little bit frustrating that, like, you know, pretty much, he pretty much just wears, you know, chunks of his alt mode around his body. And not a whole lot of that alt mode's visible as a planet, or not a lot of the the not a lot of the robots visible as a planet, like the parts that it would become the robot. But you know, you know, they they got the arm thing from the movie right. I give them credit for that. And like, mm-hmm. what it comes down to for me is like the choices they made allowed the robot mode to look really spectacular, but also you know with. Sacrifice, but it means the planet mode is about as spot on as you could get, which is for me, kind of the more impressive mode to have on display.
0: It's, it's physically bigger. Uh, yeah. It, well, it's, yes. it's like the planet, the planet mode looks like a, like the Unicron and robot mode is already huge. Uh, the, the planet mode by virtue of being a ball with the ring added around it looks like an actual creature that is threatening to me, an adult human, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, uh... I, I appreciate the effort to get the planet mode as perfect as they could. Because, like, for, for me, that's the mode. Like, if I could figure out how to, like, safely keep it around in that mode, I would. Like, right now, I feel like the robot is at the very least, like, somewhat a little bit more feasible
0: to keep around. That's, that's also the kooky thing about Unicron is if you take his wings off, um, the entire toy in robot mode with wings pegged together, just sitting to the side is exponentially more compact than the planet mode, which is so weird because he is compacted inside the planet mode, Mm -hmm. but the (laughs) the robot is somehow less voluminous than the planet mode, uh, overall, um, I was also going to ask if you've actually managed to do any just like messing around with the articulation and whatnot because that's another huge part of that toy that is like uh, incredibly interesting to me.
2: I don't know, like how much can I gush about it? Like, <laughs> like this thing has already made me lose
0: my mind since it came in the door. Yeah, it's just it's just the. Um... I guess in in specifics, it's the way that there are like multiple different kinds of of ratchet joints and the way that as you kind of mentioned the the legs have to be designed knowing that they that they are probably not gonna be attached to a stand sometimes, so they have to be able to hold up this you know eighteen pounds or so of robot basically yeah um. And And that that's a lot different than designing a twelve inch tall robot, let alone like a six inch tall robot. because uh, the, the sheer weight of components involved, the the components of the ratchet joints throughout the robot adding more weight like it it's a fascinating piece to like to dump on someone and go who especially if you find someone who's like they should just make toys and inflate them and make them bigger, but otherwise completely the same. And you go like, okay, imagine that that six inch toy is now eighteen inches tall. Do you think it, its hips would still work? Uh, right, right. Check out Unicron. This is probably how the hips would have to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if, if you had a chance yet, but when you move his shoulders outwards, you can actually see the physical ratchet divots on the internal gray piece, mm-hmm. and they're like they're like a seashell ripple. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the moving the shoulders outwards is a little bit uh, a little bit dicey in the first place because it's. Like accordion, like a like a pair of heavy clips holding all that together. So I, I'm I'm trying to be like very gentle mm. when I try to pose it. So I I don't get to
0: pay attention to little the little things like that. the The one thing about those accordion clips is is they they are so solid that you you don't have to worry about them as much once you've messed with the toy a little bit more. Because uh, also the way that the the transformation is often presented officially that is an utterly terrifying moment of transformation in both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's because inexplicably they want you to do it and then just leave everything hanging while you do something else. Yeah. And you don't have to. And when I realized that I gritted teeth so hard, I was like, why are you making me leave this double jointed armature? Just dangling. Right. With a six pound robot arm on the end. <laughs> Look, it works just fine in CAD. I don't see what your problem <laughs> exactly, is. Exactly, right? They're like, oh, it's just, no, it's, you have a bit more room to work with if you do. I'm like, yeah, and I have a six-pound arm, bat, like, clapping against his thigh every time I move the toy, because none of those joints are, they're all loose. They're- <laughs> see, that was the moment. That was the moment where, like, going through the official video, I'm like, nope, done with you. Find someone else, because you are not trying to make yeah, me break yeah. this thing. I, like, all due respect to everyone working there, I I, I I mean, hopefully it's clear if you listen to this podcast how much I, I, I respect and, in fact, adore a lot of the folks who work there and what they do. The instruction side of Unicron for something that was a literal booklet <laughs> that had a backer update from the designer of the booklet, I don't know how to not be a little frustrated, you know? <laughs> Here's the
2: thing. Here's the thing. They like, did. They did what we've been wanting forever. Because the the instructions to Unicron are a lot more clear. They did video instructions,
0: and it's still mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, uh, I just feel so bad because they they. What I'll say demonstrably, lots of effort went into it, and I'm like, if y'all, I don't know, I don't know how you could have. Maybe just send a a. a an in-development version of the PDF out to backers only for feedback to say, "Hey, does this read clear to you?" Knowing that you don't have the toy in front of you, like anything. Uh, backers, I th- uh, at least at least twenty backers, I'm sure, would have been happy to give free, detailed, constructive feedback. Uh, and it's frustrating. It's years ago now. I can't do anything about it. But, <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm I'm very glad that you've 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 got the chance to mess around with a Unicron like that. It's something that like now that you've got it, do you feel the same as me that like uh, everyone should get to at least see one in person? Uh, uh, yeah, and that actually, that may be enough for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, just like to like just to be in its presence for a bit, like to to not only like not only just to have that knowledge in your head, but also the the realism that comes along with knowing that i feel is very valuable yeah. cuz this Being is like in its
0: presence and and yeah yeah,
2: yeah it's like a small appliance you have to make room for
0: yeah i want a lot of people to be in its presence just because i think for a lot of folks they will just witness the volume and go i i never need to see this again excellent mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, yeah. I'm, he might live down at the toy shop for a while just to give people that chance.
0: That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, that's actually quite a draw. Uh, cause it's something that I... I've, I'm not frustrated by this. I'm just more like, damn, I thought we would have had this. Uh, there's been a Unicron in a baby stroller at TFCon Toronto, but I kept thinking there'd be a Unicron just chilling in planet mode or something in the dealer room for sale that no one's going to buy, so a lot of people could just see it. But uh, I have not seen that yet. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see at TFCon LA. Maybe there'll be one. Uh, don't. I mean, don't bring yours to Florida. Don't. Don't bring Unicron to a convention if you don't live well. No. If, don't bring Unicron to a convention if you can't take the bus. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's a lot to worry about. Uh. Oh. Just, I guess quickly. Did you. Did you mess around at all with all the, the weird, the little bag of bits, as I call it. Um. All the odd little things, the alternate face and whatnot.
2: Uh, yeah, I mess around a little bit. Uh, the seller who originally had it uh, also sent the Behold Galvatron set, so I have. Oh, damn! I never got that. Yeah, so I have like the extra stand, lots of little tiny people to do something with. I'm sure I'll figure out something. I still laugh because it's it's Snarl instead of Sludge in the lineup.
0: Yeah, <laughs> did did you know, if I recall correctly, that they actually did preview CAD models for the little people that come with Unicron? And I remembered laughing because I was like, "Thanks for previewing this. The naked human eye will never notice any of these details." But <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's very funny that you're showing it to us. Like, thank you, but <laughs> those are too small for us to ever care. <laughs> I think someone has painted them though, and they they look pretty cool. Oh wow! I don't know if I'd have the patience. No, I, I uh, don't have that kind of finger control. Yeah, because the the sculpts are actually detailed for the size. Like they're they're very well realized, even at that tiny tiny size. Yeah, like uh, like I'll
2: say I'll say that. Like it's very clear, like who is who amongst all these super tiny gray
0: people. Yeah, like they're the size of rice grains almost. So like it, it's impressive that like. You look at a rod, at like Hot Rod, and you look at Optimus, and uh, whoever, and like it's not just the general shape of their bodies; like you can actually see the peck windows and stuff. Um, so that that's kind of cool. Uh, any other any other Unicron adventures you've been on so far? It sounds like he's kind of as is very believable. Anyone who has one would 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 be able to relate to this. It is hard to actually have adventures with Unicron once you have one. This is true. This is
2: true. <laughs> this part of me is saying, like, maybe I'll take him on a road trip and just talk to him the whole way. See what ins- what lunacy comes out of my mouth when I'm spending an hour on the road just talking to a piece of plastic.
0: What'll be wild is that you'll know that his pupils were forward when you started, and then when you actually go to check, they'll be turned to the left. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, by the way, that that moving eyeball function... Isn't that such a cool function that you literally can't tell is happening?
2: Yeah, like even with the broken eyes, even with the open eyes, I'm like, I I can't, they're
0: moving, right? Like, is it, did, did mine break? Do they not work? Yeah, the, 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 the most, I'm sure there's a light function in here situation where there is no light function. Yeah, yeah, that thought uh, went to my
2: head too. I was like, does this have a, does it have an LED in it that I'm not aware of?
0: There's enough room in there that people have actually just fed an LED system in without modifying the toy. They just stuffed it in there because <laughs> <laughs> they could fit the wires, uh, if I recall correctly. I think there might have been a little modding. but um. Oh, and uh, I guess, have you, have you uh, settled on whether he's mouth open, mouth closed, or mouth open just enough to not be spring loading the teeth? Uh, he, he is,
2: like yeah, he's just like a little bit mouth open.
0: All right all right that's the proper that's the proper way that show, that shows that you were looking at him with thought and care uh, <laughs> um oh yeah one other last last one which chin are you using <laughs> uh the the two prong chin oh dang okay I think I'm on the whole chin on mine I gotta double check but uh that's another thing that's easy to forget is unicron does have chin options yeah um yeah. Uh, any other any other uh, Unicron anecdotes you want to drop in?
2: Um, not not in particular. Like it's been pretty busy around here, so I have not had the chance to like like because like I would normally like take a whole day and just goof around with it and do dumb pictures and have it have it strangle what used to be the large figures in my collection. Um, <laughs> I. Th- what, what what I would say to cap it off is like this is like easily the most generous thing anyone's ever done for me I'm incredibly appreciative please never do it again uh, <laughs> I do not condone the spending of this kind of money uh, just to treat a YouTuber it's incredibly flattering but like that's that's emergency money that's like you know like I just you know like my car needs a quick repair money I just cracked a tooth money Please put it away and take care of yourself before you like think about
0: doing this. Unless you're like extremely well off, like Ab- absolutely, yeah. It's... Y- unicron is a is an ever also an ever increasingly difficult thing to. Even if you just wanted to give someone a unicron, you're probably going to spend at least triple digits shipping it, unless you are very creative. Uh. This this thing predates the current state of shipping logistics and in fact I think Hasbro lost money ship I think Hasbro made negative money on Unicron to every international backer uh that got it. Um, I, I have to, I have to imagine, unless they really got a good shipping deal. Like uh it's unbelievable to me that this thing was <laughs> the cost it was shipped, uh to, to to Canada. Um But hey, I got a fun little cap for this actually. Do either of you do either of you have an idea? Of how much it would cost to um, to purchase a Unicron test shot or prototype.
1: Oh, I saw I saw it on one of the rarity. Oh, weeks. you saw it already? It's like five, like five grand or something. Five and a
0: half grand. That's not much money considering that that's only the cost of like two Unicrons now. I thought it would have been more. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh. Interesting to look at, though. Like this, I, I wonder what state this is in, because like, you can see that they were trying to sort out the yellow on this. That's what makes this such an interesting curio, is there's like at least four different shades on the yellow parts, and I know that landing mm-hmm. the yellow on him and on Autobot Ark around about the same time was a massive teeth-gritted, uh, snarling battle for everyone on that design team uh, from how they described it. And I love that you can kind of see that. Like, he's got an Armada yellow on his shoulder. He has a, a like, desaturated comic yellow on his backpack. He has just like a bronze on his legs. And he, you could just see that this test shot was like them going, shoot every yellow. Damn it! <laughs> 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 we did not get a hit. Uh, but yeah, five five $5,500 buy it now. Um, I'm on eBay.ca, so I he, okay, they do not even ship to Canada. I have to go to a... Hang on. I have to open...
1: You can buy it, have it shipped to me, I'll make it up to Canada eventually, and then I can handle a Unicron in person.
0: Oh, eBay knows... Probably won't break it. I tried a private browsing window. eBay knows I'm in Canada still. I, I can't, Aaron, can you see what the shipping cost is on this?
1: Well, it's because you keep typing CA. No, I'm on dot like,
0: .com! I'm on dot .com! Uh, oh, here I can change country.
1: Um, f- free expedited shipping for me.
0: Re- yes! Okay, I, I, I was able to do change country... Uh yeah, free shipping. You know what? Good on this seller. This is the exact kind of thing where I, I I'd be ready for them to go like oh and also five hundred dollars shipping and he'd be like then just make it six thousand free shipping mf <laughs> don't play with with the emotions of people looking at this uh
1: yeah that that's one of those things that I wonder if that's actually like no look how I what I actually do is <laughs> instead of shipping it we're gonna courier this thing I'm going to hand it to an individual <laughs> that's going to hold on to it. Until he gets to your
0: location, and then he's going to
1: hand it to you. <laughs>
0: uh, also, all things considered, for $5,500, I'm surprised a Hasbro person hasn't just bought this themselves. <laughs> to, to go like, yeah, when you send that, by the way, can you also just like, um, here's a PDF, fill out this form, and then maybe we won't ask where you got it? Or how? <laughs> or why you have this? <laughs> he's got
1: a bunch of prototypes, which make me wonder if this isn't somebody...
0: Like, mm. inside that loop. Well, he's got a fan hobby thing, too. A sole yeah. singular fan hobby thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's also. They're also a Transformers
0: fan, so, like. Oh, there's an oversized KO whatever. in there as well. There's a. Oh, okay. It's a Beast Hunters bulkhead prototype. I was about to say this guy's fronting on your territory, but it's just a deluxe one. Uh. Anyway, there is a solid red Ultra Mag- Oh, it's a Hate Plague variant. Never mind. Um, anyway, yeah, Unicron. Boy, howdy. Um, hopefully, there will be another Unicron floating around this year's trio of TF-Cons. Hopefully, three different Unicrons and not some lunatic bringing their same Unicron to each show. Uh, so, more people can check this thing out. It's a very, very interesting, really impressive uh, piece... I say this partly because a lot of people dog on it for not being Studio Cell, and if you see Studio Cell and how it transforms, it's also a very cool, very good toy that is not the same size, and that is why it can transform that way. Also, its ring is anemic. There's a lot of reasons why they are completely different, but uh, Haslab Unicron often gets short end of the stick, and I think it's a, it's still a very impressive piece, just objectively, as a piece of toy engineering and design. But uh, let's bop over here. Aaron, what's your giant toy... Uh, other than the fridge Uh, i guess we should stay on topic for (laughs) um giant
1: toy movie masterpiece blackout
0: yeah i saw you posting photos Uh, of that i'm jealous i don't have one
1: yeah yeah so uh was a like had been pre-ordered for a long time on amazon japan and then just like one day i got a notice hey from dhl hey your item shipped it'll be showing up this afternoon All right, thank you DHL. Uh but yeah, he is a beast. Uh just size-wise. Uh he he does a couple of tricks that I absolutely adore. Um the biggest one is his the way that his arms work. So he's got the same like looks like the sponson on on like his shoulders. Yeah, oh, yeah. But his the 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 part accordion's itself apart and then you fold his arm back and then like wrap it around the internal accordion bit in order to make the actual full length sponson for the 53E. And it's a thing that like as it stands like they did an excellent job of making sure that the closed position of it when he's a robot looks it looks like proportionally right there's no big jags there's no big catches on it um you know it looks natural and then when you transform it it also looks very natural uh and it looks like the way that a pavlo does mm-hmm. um another trick that uh i i very much adore is his? I am pretty sure that his tail fold is more complex than the actual tail fold for uh, 53E. <laughs> uh, it does a very significant job because the vertical part of the helicopter tail sits... Uh, hold on, I'm going to grab him. Uh, all the way over here. It sits, like, tucked up under everything. And it specifically has, like, there's a specific notch cut out in one of the side panels that the like the beacon light on the top of the tail sits in and it all just compacts up so tightly uh to make a a a package that like the biggest problem is is that I feel like there might be just like a little wishbone part that is just slightly out of of spec as a robot because I've transformed them back and forth a couple times which is again a thing I like he's actually a movie masterpiece that's easy to transform back and forth that's nice to hear um, that... <laughs> for 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 the scale of movie masterpiece yeah yeah it's still about a 15 20 minute like thing to do um, but so so he's got something in there where he's got a a tab that flips out that attaches like to the back of his pelvis that helps hold all of his backpack stuff together And there's a part that slides up and down some. So I'm not sure if there's something that I've... I just miss one of the little tiny flippy-dippy steps. But it's not like it's averse to him. He still stands quite well, poses exceedingly well. Um, But yeah, his just general overall dimensions are loverly. Um, The... Back of the arm, like, rotor blade weapon thing that he has that comes that comes out of the, like, middle of the rotor hub has pegs that peg into the blades that when, you know, TJ was sitting there talking about, uh, you know, having five pounds of, of Unicron dangle as you're trying to transform him, the way that you have to transform him, you do basically, like, the the spine of the helicopter... And all of the tail parts, and then the rotor blades. You get all of that like set into place, and then you do all the other parts of them. And it's a very much a similar thing where you have this big long projection that's supposed to just stick out there while you're doing all these other steps.
0: Ah, oh, that's um, a bummer.
1: That does get a little bit frustrating. It's, like, it's just the whole but, gravity like, thing. There's right? not a ton of other ways because <laughs> yeah, and there's it's one of those things where there's not a ton of other ways to do it though, just because mm. of the way that. So much of that stuff accordions out um, to play the mass shifting game. Yeah, yeah. uh, In order to get it all filled out. But, like, the thing that I like about him as a movie masterpiece especially is you can very much, like, you, you have to do his back pack helicopter tail, top deck tail first. But then after that, you can, like it's pretty much dealer's choice of if you want to do his arms or his legs because there's not the... Like Starscream was really bad about like you had to do this step and then you had to fold his this flap on his arm open and then you had to tuck this part of his foot up into it and then you had to pull this thing out of his abdomen and then you had to put the foot flap back down over... The, like you had to like really... like. Accordion layer things like you're making a a a, a, a pastry dough, yeah, because you got to have all the layers of it. Whereas blackout, because of the way that his his transformation is and the way that he's built, like each of his arms sits on the the part that swings out, that's the sponson, and it just all folds around. And it has it has a lot of fake exterior panels that end up inside, and the actual and. Exterior panels are interior to things. So it's not even like you know, I there aren't that many like panels that look like aircraft panels that actually become aircraft panels. So it can have the crazy shapes, the big like shin knee guard thing that's the two layers that like scissor out. Those collapse down flat and end up in like in between his knees when all of his legs because his legs end up making the bottom and the ramp of the helicopter. And then his chest kind of puffs out a little bit and folds forward. And then it's the cockpit section, but it's, it's very, very beautiful for, for the helicopter. Cause I'm the helicopter guy. Um, even his, the, when he's in helicopter mode, the a thing that i realized like an uncanny valley thing that i didn't realize that i had nev- that i knew wasn't right but never terribly noticed on other helicopter transformers is blackout's blades droop because in reality these are very long very thin members that are light but they're still like heavy enough that they they weigh enough that they droop downwards. And then when the helicopter huh. blades start spinning, they come up. If they're a heavy load, they cone upwards. Uh, if you really want, I can throw videos at you. <laughs> but when they're sitting there naturally, they're not straight out parallel to the ground. They droop down. And I was like, wait a second. Like every other Transformer out there that's a helicopter, those blades are... Are are, are parallel to the ground. They're not. They don't droop. It's not like they have their own weight. And then I go and I look at it, and even when they're the cape, they have just that little bit of drop down. So they were actually molded with the blade droop to it in order to make it look right as as the alt mode. And then I made giddy fanboy sounds, (laughs) and then sent them to like my. My uh, text message string that's all of my coworkers, and they're like, "Oh, cool model," and I'm like, "No, that's a transformer." And then I got a bunch of, "Oh, that's BS," and, that's, and then I sent them like, "Here's here's found a video." I'm like, "No, this is it." And it was like, "Okay, where do I get this?" <laughs> so
0: and you go like, "By the way, this is wisdom. this is also a several." Well, actually, no, because here's what's killing me, y'all. Some people found him for like under a hundred in Target.
1: Yeah, yeah. Target, some targets got them, and everything that I've seen, it seems like the targets got them because the target had, like, my target got movie masterpiece ratchets, and it seemed like instantly it was on fifty percent off sale. Yeah. So there were some people. I know that there were some people in indie at the couple of like super duper fancy schmancy targets that had blackout show up, and within like two weeks we're on like 40% off and bottom and I'm, in the meantime i'm like i have my amazon japan pre-order that i can't cancel even if i could go and get it because they're like oh it already passed whatever, whatever threshold and the best i could do was say actually ship it to my house not the house i sold um but i'm not i'm even at the like 150 that i ended up paying for it as
0: Hell guess how dude. much Toys R Us wants I... for him in Canada?
1: Yeah, like that's that's guess, he. Guess.
0: Then what do you think they want for him he... in U.S. dollars?
1: Oh, oh, guess. I thought you said that's
0: what. No, they were... want me to tell uh, you?
1: I, I, I just I... Toys R Us Canada. I'm gonna say in Canadian bucks at uh, probably two oh that 250? that sure
0: would be nice uh they really that they bad. want they want 300 Canadian plus tax which is 224 US dollars plus tax for NPM blackout
1: okay so it's bad conversion rates I was thinking that you guys had come back a little bit closer but no okay
0: 224 American dollars for blackout Love. you
1: know what at two
0: bills? Okay, I am
1: going to say I'm probably a little bit biased <laughs> because I've signed some of these drawings a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um but still like like you can go at, uh there are like 144th scale models out there which he would he'd, he'd probably he's probably closer to like a one um I, I'm now, like, maybe a 1 to 100, but 100 scale H uh, 53 Like, there are some just the scale models out there of this helicopter that are just a scale model at, like, 150? Mm-hmm. 200? Just sitting here looking through... What,
0: what I'll also say you know, is I know a Canadian who uh, purchased a Japanese MPM blackout with the most expensive shipping and still saved nearly $100 on if they had bought it at Toys R Us. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, that that's the thing that's not surprising, you know, getting it a bit more directly and not dealing with, you know... Canadian Toys R Us. You always talk up how wonderful... How the Toys R Us, that wonderful Canadian brand. Yeah, and then and then is. the guy
0: from Sunrise Records bought it, and then it went all funny overnight. Uh, I've gone on about that before, but MPM Blackout's the new all star for that because, especially when he's been showing up for like eighty five at some targets. Uh, if you get lucky, I'm like, that's cool. He's t-
1: yeah, that's tar- targets just got weird with their ma- movie masterpiece stuff. That then like they've not.
0: Like it's
1: how, it's it shows up and then they put it on half off. So it's like I, I've got the feeling that there's somebody that's at the ordering <laughs> level that's like, yeah, we should get a bunch of these and bring them over because there's the market for it. And then there's somebody else at the like store planogram level that's like, brah, this is stupid. Why is it here? Clearance <laughs> them all out. I want space to have the giant vinyl toys that I thought you were going to you know, say two points of articulation. I thought you
0: were going to say somewhere in the system there's a really angry G1er who's just like <laughs> mark it down. Mark this garbage no. down. <laughs> no, no.
1: No, not even that because that I mean granted l- locally it seems like every store is having issues post holidays of of actually having things back on the shelves. But it seems like everybody has those like 18 inch or 24 inch tall Power Ranger, the friggin' like shampoo bottle vinyl style, where it has two points of articulation. Yeah, the Titan series or whatever. Real Titans, and it's like, okay, well, it's 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 great that you've got something to fill out the shelves, but tell me how that is thirty dollars when you know even. You know, what, what you can get in Transformers for $30 is about the same. Somebody's making a bunch of money and a lot of grandmas are getting
0: fleeced. Yeah, I, like, I was going to say with the Titan stuff nowadays, it's more like you're getting the toy at cost, but you're still paying the shipping for the volume, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, the
1: Somebody's making a bunch of money on those Titan toys and... It's not who you think it is.
0: The the MPM blackout that is one I am I I do want to pick it up. I, I felt I felt like the MPM Decepticons have been basically like hits all throughout. With Starscream being like the probably the fault the most faltered. Um, Megatron I think people like less, but I think that's just because people don't like 07 Megatron <laughs> that much. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I hope I can pick one up sometime for not three hundred Canadian dollars. Uh, if, uh, if anyone's... Well, I mean, uh, it's like, if you spot it at a Target by the time you hear this and also are going to TFCon LA and also don't want to charge me any muling costs, then let's talk, but I'll, I'll figure something out. Because uh, he also came out in Japan long, long-term. long uh, I may be able to manda one for a, a price that doesn't make me... Mm-hmm. That, that is less than 300 Canadian dollars. <laughs> uh, just the, the Toys R Us price on him is so funny, because it's like Toys R Us is going down the toilet uh, and the most expensive Transformer they have is like just a it's a beautiful cherry on top um, I actually have a Toys R Us story I can share is my next what we got uh, unless you got anything else about NPM Blackout to drop other than finally you got one the, probably the person who should have had one before anyone else uh, yeah
1: yeah no he uh, like I said ton of neat tricks he's got a hidden Gun thing in his chest, so you can put some of the blast effects there that come on his guns that aren't. there like a harder clear plastic. They're not the normal oh, blast plastic. So you
0: can leave them in without plasticizer s- leaching and I'm
1: whatnot. <laughs> still probably not going to do no, that. No, don't um, do that because it's still it's still the same family. It's still soft. Yeah, but it's not nearly the like uggie soft that the other ones are. Yeah. If that makes sense
0: yeah like the the because the, the regular blast effects are like so squidgy that you you could treat one as a stress ball probably if it's one of the rounder mm-hmm. ones,
1: yeah, pretty close, but yeah yeah two too many guns that can either plug in the backs of his arms or under his arms or or on his helicopter mode, Scorponok does little Scorponok-y things, he goes on his back, he goes in the in the helicopter oh yeah, he has masterpiece Scorponok. I forgot about that, mm-hmm. It has just as many points of articulation as, I think, the first release Blackout, hey
0: <laughs> Remember, remember, this is a little bit of nostalgia, remember when Scorponok inexplicably showed up as a surprise in Revenge of the Fallen, and everyone was just like, How, what the hell is he doing there? Or was it Revenge of the Fallen? He dies instantly. But uh, the implication mm-hmm. was Scorponok had been chilling out in the desert the whole time, waiting for revenge, and we were like, man, eventually yeah. we all realized, we all just invented all that fiction. <laughs> they just put a, a CG model in here that they already had. Uh, all right. Well, I got a little Toys R Us story, um, because, uh, golden disc terror evaded me. And now he's like 80 plus bucks. I don't want to pay that. Um, and I like the toy colors better anyway. Problem is buzzworthy bumblebee in Canada, uh, rests in the hands of Toys R Us, which is a shame. So terror at Toys R Us is 45 Canadian dollars, which is the price of a Voyager. Um, which is not good. But Toys R Us had a BOGO 40% off sale throughout the holidays. Uh, which after a few calculations and a bunch of different items to test things out. Basically meant that if you bought two things, they were regular retail price as a treat uh, from Toys R Us. So I grabbed a pterosaur put him in a cart. I looked at Raw Chicken Dinobot and I was like, I just genuinely don't think I care about Raw Chicken Dinobot. And he's expensive. Um, what else can I put in here? Uh, they had Core Class Spike. So I was like, alright, let's put Core Class Spike in here. It's your day, finally. The guy, I, I, the only Transformer I saw, for the most part, when I visited my mom last, over on the West Coast, and didn't buy, because I didn't want to spend 18 bucks on a Core Class. Uh, so I ordered them, because I was like, finally, Terrorsaur time. Two weeks pass. Um, then I get an email saying, one email saying, your order has shipped immediately followed by an email saying, part of your order has been canceled. So I'm sitting there thinking, that's a real funny way to send me Spike and ensure I continue <laughs> to not have pterosaur, But you know what? Christmas miracle, Spike is the one that got canceled. Screw him. I got my pterosaur <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the Buzzworthy Terrorosaur. he's in colors I prefer. Uh, I like, I like the spots of purple enormously on this guy. Um, the wings, uh, the rotating wing bits, absolutely, immediately one of them fell off when I took them out of the package. Uh, they're actually holding on decently now, but I remember that was a thing when the, the golden disc one came out, is that they were a little bit hinky. Um, uh, the two tiny, tiny red bits are smaller than I thought they were going to be. Um, and I, I think it's very funny, mm-hmm. very funny that they have five millimeter pegs. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a reality where Terrorsaur was not incredibly niche to get a hold of, where someone troop built him entirely to just get more of the red bits to put on fossilizer builds. But that's not this reality. Um, I, uh, I I still love the transformation, because I think, I think Deluxe Air Razor is one of the best toys of that year, by far, from in my, in my opinion. Uh, Terrorosaur is actually not as good, uh, not objectively, but kind of brass tacks. Terrorosaur by not implementing the dino head into the chest, it means that the dinosaur has a super funny-looking... Upside down ass for a chest, and then there's just a head chilling on the back of the the robot mode. So he's actually a little bit less satisfying to transform because Air Razor actually works the Beast Head in right, and it's it's super cool. Um, nonetheless, though, the wing trick is still there. Uh, the rest of the transformation is still there, and I think it's a, I think it's a good toy. It's just a, a, to my surprise, in person, I really notice that the robot chest is still there on the Beast mode. Uh and it's find it kind of sticks out funny. Um but that's just I don't know. It might not bug most people. I'm glad I got him. Um I would love to get the golden disc version someday uh, cuz I like this design a lot. It's just that that version seems to have gone uh to to the funny place of uh of subgrails. Uh and I still don't have a core class spike cuz I guess screw him. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't mind having unjustified aggro to a to a toy I've never handled before. Um, but, uh, that's my Terrorosaur story. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to get your guys uh, some of your guys' singles out of the way. So uh, TJ, I want to, I want to hear from, from the biggest thing you ever possibly could have gotten to the smallest thing I'm seeing on this list. How's that core class fella, that little core guy? Um,
2: so, uh, th- there's a bit of a contrast. Um, were you able to get him in through the door easily? Did he fit in your car? You know, you know. Somehow I made room. Somehow I made room. Damn. Uh, yeah, I've got holy. a core class sludge because somehow Amazon got that one in, but not slug.
0: Yeah, I saw a weird. Well, somebody
1: out there really wanted a slug and <laughs> thought that sludge was stupid. So you got case remnants.
0: You know, it's not the, in, in the. It's not the wrong call. Seeing people getting theirs, I've noticed that a lot of people are getting one, and then there's a notable pause, and then the other. And I'm like, I got, yeah, I got a feeling something in logistics got real funny and, and hilarious about that. <laughs> uh,
2: so, yeah. Um, I, I've pointed this out in videos, and I, it's worth pointing out here. I think Takara has the right idea because the train bot they're saving until the very last reveal is the part that will become the pelvis for the transformation. Because that inevitably is going to be the rougher one because it's got the most awkward point of the of the uh, combiner in, to form. I think... I think they got it wrong here. I think sl- Sludge is not the foot to... to to lean forward on. It...
0: I uh I I have a counterpoint to make, which is I'd rather yank that band-aid now. True. And then instead of instead of the the, the situation where everyone at a distance, broad strokes, despises breakdown and he's the last one to come out and no one seems excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that also comes from the fact that he's just gonna form the back of a leg.
0: True, true, but I, I think you get your pelvis out there and everyone goes, ha look at this funny guy who kind of has two and a half fake legs and and then by the time, like, the other ones start coming out, me, I don't know. I, I think it's first it, I think it's better to just yank that band-aid now. There's another reason, but I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, so Sludge is probably one of the most awkward Transformer figures I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> uh. So, the dino mode's okay. Like, even for even for Sludge, the proportions are weird. And they decided to leave, like, the front side of his neck super hollow, so it just looks like his throat's been carved out from chin
0: to belly. It's, uh, it's an efficient air passage. Makes his breathing faster. It's hard to get food down, though. Uh, he's put it near the base of the neck. <laughs> Who needs to chew? <laughs> Just insert it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, this is... Yeah, I don't need my mouth. I just have
0: the food hole. Hey, you know, you know, his brain isn't in that head, so it just means that entire thing is decorative. <laughs> it's a decoy. Yeah, fair. Fair.
2: Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, besides that, there is a hole going all the way through is dino mode. Like, poor, like, horizontally which is a little bit weird hmm. uh, and then you get to the robot mode where you could really tell he is suffering for this combiner that's going to come out
0: he's our brave boy Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: he has implied thighs he's he has our brave implied boy. thighs here's
2: what I love so if you've never experienced the toy in hand if all you've seen are the stock photos you may not know this uh so those those rear dino legs on the sides of his hips and going down to his legs you think that's the kibble that's not the kibble that's the actual functional piece cuz that's where his mm-hmm. that's where his legs combine to his torso and then somewhere in there is a transformation hinge you're supposed to use as a knee as well so if you flip up the front flap for the pelvis there is no thigh connection at all. There is just a gap between, like, just above the knee and,
0: like, you know, above the groin. <laughs> and what makes... I, I don't know. I, I love it. I love it though. It's so kooky that I I can't help but find it endearing. <laughs> it's just. It's just the. It's the. Imp-
2: it, it, it's implied thighs. That's what. That's what it is. Because, like, even on the, yeah. like, even on the pelvis skirt, there is, like, little extensions to, like, visually fill the gap from the front.
0: Yeah. Like, it's ripping the Band-Aid. I, I, I love that he was, like, one of the first two they put out. Like, there's a big reason why I, I like the two they put out. But the, it's just, it's like, it's he's probably going to be the most awkward, funny-looking one who who is whose main alt mode, who, whose main mode is pelvis, like, all you know all due respect to him he's probably going to spend most of his life like that but they still built this homunculus uh uh mannequin structure of a of an actual robot around that pelvis and it's like you know in the fiction is he actually just a pelvis that is trying to be alive he's not he was never actually sludge he was just volcanicus's pelvis imbued with the power of the all spark you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think every other judgment I have to be reserved until Slug comes in. He's on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like once I see this guy's, like, the main torso, everything... Because I can't imagine that the arms or legs are going to screw anything up, because that seems pretty simple by comparison.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I anticipate it's going to be like they don't really have dedicated, you know, knees or elbows. They just kind of... They have a they have some assorted hinges that can sub in there, but they're mostly going to be there for looks, is my assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, the big reason, though, why I think it's great that those two are first is because they form a torso where all the connectors are five millimeter, so you can then go grab Scrap Hook and just stick him on his limbs, uh, and you can start playing around like that. And I, I think that's also partly the 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 smalls the lowercase G genius of it is that they're putting out another Iser-style play part pattern that can form feasible limbs for this incomplete combiner. So it's like you're building a play pattern from the inside out in a sort of way that I, I kind of like. Um, MPG Raiden can't say he can do that. <laughs> MPG True. Raiden can't even tell me how his frigging interlocks work. Still! I'm, I have a thing about that, though. <laughs> Um but uh none of us are doing the mpgs so we're <laughs> I don't have anyone to talk about those things with <laughs> uh but I am I'm, I'm hung up on the fact that like the pelvis is still CG and like I just don't like the idea of 200 some like you know roughly $200 uh masterpieces and you still don't know how any of them hold together there's, there's no information to make a decision based on a, on a combined mode other than a silhouette and a prototype. I don't know. I want to know how the... This, just show me how the, you want the little piece to lo- lock into the other set of little pieces. And not in context of the toys. Just show me the, the, the tab and the slot. Show me the peg and the hole. You know, Show me what's going to lock together so I can form an opinion on that as a consumer. That's what I want. Uh, the, the Sludge? He's like, you ever heard of 5mm? I'm like, yeah. He's like, me sludge 5mm. I'm like, alright. Hey, me sludge, you're a cute little guy. You got me. <laughs> uh, anyway, going, going over, uh, unless you got anything else about core sludge, I'm guessing you haven't tried to, like, test fit him onto, like, <laughs> pieces of fossilizers or no, anything. No, no, not yet. Um. And well, now uh, let's pop over to Aaron Aaron. I see that you've got um uh, what I'd call a big little friend from television you got you got an earth spark deluxe of a tiny character
1: yes, the Terran Twitch yeah and she is is pretty good um little thin for the twenty
0: dollar price point
1: but I think yeah. that's kind of all the Earthrise toys are maybe a little bit light on their price point. I would feel great for her at 15 Um Especially, I, she has, so they that's another Build-A-Figure wave thing. Yeah. So I got the backpack arms and something else of whatever the guy's name was that I'm blanking on. Ah, Dr. Mandroid. Yes, Dr. Mandroid. <laughs> uh, but... No she very nicely turns into wheeljack's drone uh, have to push a little bit she has a lot of of pegs and tabs that do a good job of holding her together uh, however her chest that goes up and then becomes the front of the of the of the drone there is something in the process and I don't know if it feels like maybe the the um, pin that's driven through is just maybe just like a shade off axis or something but it doesn't want to fully go as far up as it should until you take her gun and place it underneath the the main part of the of the face of the drone mode a little bit that then pushes back against another part that kind of brings everything into alignment
2: mm.
0: uh,
1: but oh, she was very, very much the character amazing huge light piped eyes um, that seem like they pull in light from about any angle because the whole back of her head is clear plastic they were not they were not skimping <laughs> on or translucent plastic. They were not skimping on the uh, on the ability to have this pipe-in light. And then the other thing that was completely not important, but such a wonderful touch is so her her gun comes wrapped in the tissue paper, right? That everything's coming in now with the you know, plasticless packaging. Yeah. The tissue paper was Autobot print. I saw that tissue paper.
0: I I saw that on some of the newer toys, and I was like, you know, all things considered, it's it's. I'm really endeared by that because at the end of the day, it's it's like really inexpensive tissue paper. The fact that y'all spent like a couple extra cents inking and branding it in a machine, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this makes it twice as funny. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, that really like drew my eye to. Oh
1: right, yeah. To not pitch it, whereas. Whereas, like, I, other times I've had tissue paper just feel like, okay, that's just a packaging thing, or that's just whatever, or not even noticing it. Yeah. And then having to be like, wait he, why does he have missile launchers but no missiles? What the heck? <laughs> oh, he no, noticing? did I throw it out? Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh. Hold on. This is a slight... Let me let me go dig in the recycle. This is a slight tangent. There but... it is. Yep, yep, yep. There this it is. reminds
0: me, I did a stream opening some toys the other day, and someone said, wait, there were cu- there were you could peel the front off the card with the kingdom toys? And I was like, yeah, dog.
2: Mm-hmm. And they are
0: like, I threw all those out. And I was like, you know, don't... Oh. I was like, you know what, though? Don't worry, because I think through sheer force of attrition, you will be able to get enough of them for free or pennies uh, in the long run. But also, yeah, I'm sorry that you yeah. just discovered right here and now that you could have peeled the front off those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: yeah that was another one of those things it's like man it would have been really cool if Hasbro like made that clear on the front of the (laughs) on the the back of those stickers or as part of the pack in or something because not every front like it looked like there were only four cards but in reality there were like 12 cards per wave or 20 cards per wave or something like that with the the other thing that it could be behind it
0: yeah it's a It's always funny to me because cause I always wonder, like, you know, I, maybe I'm being too hard about this stuff and I'm, like, so tapped in. I'm so terminally online. Like, I do know too much, right? But, but then you meet someone who, like, you know, in 2023 says, wait, the kingdom cards had stickers on the front. I'm like, okay, so demonstrably, if you aren't terminally online, you actually could have easily missed that. Okay, I feel less guilty now. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... That's the thing why I why I'd always ask you know hey you know how do how do these weird hidden features pop up in toys oh well they're there for people to to find them I'm like well sometimes they're like you know eighteen pages deep in a web forum online where somebody's like oh did you realize that if you rotate this piece ninety degrees to the left the other piece ninety degrees to the right it makes a perfectly sized seat for a the action master and you're like no it does. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what? That had to be designed in there. Like that's something that's not just a hidden. And, thing. and you
0: know what? Maybe maybe know, when but... a year's passed and when like wave 1 of the next branded line is about to ship, maybe just do a big fun blog post where you reveal it all cuz otherwise it's either mm-hmm. lost to a forum or it just, no one ever finds it and yeah. I think that's a shame. <laughs>
1: yeah, some of those some of those like the the original classics lines had so many of those things that were like hidden in it that, you know, I think, I think some of them, like we only found out about because of like Orson's world where it was Aaron Archer dropping secrets, but not like as Aaron Archer, um, things of that nature. That's just like it, it needed a entirely different method of saying how it was there. That wasn't, you know, Hasbro was a lot worse about interaction back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, just, it'd be cool just to, you know, make this stuff clear in a neat way. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that, that, that's not, that's not reliant on, on, you know, going and finding these four designers, Instagram pages or something like that. Yeah. Just, you're putting QR codes on every single friggin' box yeah. now. have you you scan the qr code you scan the qr code it takes you to the mini site for that toy and instead of just having the four bars with a a fist of a wheel a gun and a butt or whatever it is for the four power things you could have like a little mini video of like here's even the cad model you don't even got to get crazy and have real human hands there the cad model it does the thing I mean, that, that would be so cool. but that, Now I'm cranky old man yells at Cloud. Here's the
0: thing. You're not yelling at a Cloud. You're yelling at a Corp. Because that stuff, um, it's on the public consciousness because of, the, the, because of Hasbro's um, tabletop ventures. But like that kind of stuff, it's the one thing that you run into as a hard wall whenever you try to do something cool in, in a situation like a Hasbro. Because everyone on a small team level... Like that's a sick idea. Let's do it. We thank goodness those Instagram pages are there, so this can be executed on at least casually. But then with the QR codes, it's like, oh, they'll do the QR codes and they'll make a page for everyone. Oh, you want to have live updates to that page? Okay, we'll just run it through committees. Oh, you want to have someone highlight a feature on the CAD model? Well, we'll try to run it through a committee. See if we can make time for it. That's you know, it's uh, it's why I'm it's why my big push now is like get a parts replacement program in place because demonstrably, y'all don't even have the logistics to run a store as fast as any other given storefront, because I, I to this day, I doubt there are more than a couple interns running the entirety of the Pulse uh, web, web shop. Uh, so it's like, y'all gotta pay for the humans to staff the thing as an organic entity of people. Then you can start doing that stuff, but also, if you're gonna do that, please do it for parts replacement first. <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> uh... But hey, going off that Kingdom sticker, my I'll, I'll drop something in here. In 2023, I got Kingdom Rhinox. What up? I joined the club. Uh, hey, congrats. You know what? People are mean to that toy. It's fine. I'm not going to say it's a great toy, but, uh... People are super mean to that toy. Uh, and that toy is better than tracks. And people are mean to it just like they're mean to tracks, in my opinion. Uh, his legs are super funny. Um... But in general, I think the Kingdom Rhinox is like a super solid discount Voyager. I got him for like 50-some percent off. I got him for 20 bucks Canadian, uh, which is a big part of why I got him. Um, And I'm happy I didn't pay full price for him, obviously. I wish I had paid a penny for him, but I found out about that after the last one of those had been sold at the charity auction. Uh, But Kingdom Rhinox, I like him. Like, I'm I'm not equipped. I I haven't dug out my thrilling Mm -hmm. 30 Rhinox to do the hard side-by-side comparison. Um and most of the critiques each of them did each of them did something
1: different. Yeah. That's yeah. And I don't think one is bad and one is good. I think it's like the whole like Andrew Garfield is a different <laughs> Spider-Man than you know the the uh, you know Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man and and why am I now pulling a blank on the first the Raimi Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker. Oh, Tobey Maguire looks real like, sad
0: now. He's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he he he's he's now the the Peter Parker from the end of the Spider Verse, just sad, broken, middle aged, <laughs> just wants to have the kid pays for his French fries. No, you're you're uh, right though, like like, but, yeah. they,
0: they they tackle things, they both tackle things so wildly different from each other that it's less about which is better and more like which solutions do you like more? Uh, Kingdom Rhinox, like like, so the biggest critiques I heard that are I. They're valid. They don't really bug me, but it's not like these are wrong. Is I know a lot of people don't like the head sculpt. A lot of people don't like the fake open mouth on the chest. And I'm like, neither of those things are wrong to dislike. I personally don't mind either. Uh, admittedly, I also really like the fake chest because it does a funny trick when it transforms, but uh, when it comes to like you know the legs being a disaster to transform, uh, they are certainly overcomplicated to a degree. I feel like I feel like they've taken every left turn possible in the process, but I also was still able to figure it out without instructions. Uh, It's just the kind of arrangement where you just keep moving everything and eventually it stops moving and you finished. Um, I I will not deny that you do have to flex a few parts past each other, but now that I handled it, I think that they were using a lot of the plastics that are fine for that down there. Uh, unless I have missed anecdotal stories of parts of Rhinox's legs breaking in practice over the last year and a half or whatever, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that that didn't happen. I just don't know if I did that has, um, I think this might be a case like RTS, uh, Rekgar's palm where it's like, there's a, there's a white mark, but then it never broke. And then the part that broke was actually the handlebars, <laughs> uh, so I I think Kingdom Rhinox is it was a really pleasant surprise because I was kind of expecting to be like well I wanted I mostly wanted this to finish the the season one cast and well here we go with Rhinox but then I finished transforming him and I was like I actually like transforming this so hey I feel like I won uh that little uh, endeavor um I pop in over to TJ I'm saving the one you both got but um. You got uh, you got a deluxe from Legacy Evolution that I'm pretty sure you I'm going to make an assumption that you liked it more than a different deluxe from Legacy Evolution. Um, yeah, you it comes think? With two little men. You think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got Needle Nose. I got. I so much Nose. good stuff about Needle Nose.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Needle Nose has no business being as good as he is. It's like. He's he's still like keeps he keeps a pretty simple design about him. He just straight up looks like the G one toy, but you gave him like real, real proportions and articulation. But man, they, the boy cleans up good. Boy cleans up real good. <laughs> so yeah, like, aside I've, I've been p-
0: seeing I've been seeing nothing but but basically like lightly shocked and pleased reactions to him all across my socials uh for the last like couple of weeks. So he's already
2: got a ton going for him in the robot mode, just aside leaving out the fact that he's got two like actual target masters. Uh the articulation on him is fantastic. Like all the joints are nice and universal. He's got a double jointed elbow uh that works really well. Uh he's got that uh that like that the forward tilt ankle thanks to his transformation to get a little bit more Mm -hmm. posing out of that, the knee bend is super deep. So like he's got a lot more range than a lot of figures do lately, which is always great. And then there is this awesome little transformation he does. So the leg, like the legs on him are, uh, they are hollow because they are basically going to engulf, uh, all of the armatures that like fold up over uh, Neil knows his head in the vehicle mode, so like you're clamp- you're using his legs to clamshell and hide the arms that are scrunched up at the back of the jet, and then clamping the feet oh, over it all to create like this big thruster block in the back. <laughs> it's a really neat trick, like for as simple as it is, and it's still true to how the original G one toy did it. You know, it's it's just doing it in in a like a much more solid way. No, and it's, yeah, it's I, a it's a
0: really surprising figure. Well, and he's got, like, I mean, he, we've sort of deduced that he's setting up to be part of a Predator's retool family with uh, the the legacy evolution leader that still has not been revealed that we now know, like, he's probably coming out in two different colorways, <laughs> as well as a retool into etc. But, uh... Yeah, like Needle Nose. I think like everything I've seen about him is they they just cr- they took a simple simple transformer and then took all the dead space and crammed cool stuff in. And uh, I'm really hyped to pick that figure up. I'm really happy he's a Wave One because that means it's not going to be too hard to track him down uh, in the long run. If I don't if I don't catch one online, uh, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Also, so deserved after. How long has it been since Needle Nose was on that poll? Oh, remember he was on two. Yeah, he was on two polls. Yeah, so the first one was <laughs> just been Needle Nose for a while.
2: Yeah, for, yeah, like the first one was Needle Nose on his own, and then they wanted to do Needle Nose and Tracks as a two-pack. But that's when, like, I think yeah. it was Impactor and Mirage that won the poll. Mir- Impactor and somebody else, but right, Mirage was right. in the box too, and I can't remember. Point being, like, someone at Hasbro really Really? wanted to get a new needle nose out there.
0: (laughs) I gotta... (laughs) This is the thing. We have inferred this, but this also now runs across two notably, like, separated production design teams. And I'm like, is this all just a coincidence? (laughs) Like, from the outside in, it seems like there is just, like, a concerted needle nose champion somewhere in the process. Or is it just, like that gestalt entity has manifested across the psyches of the design team. Like there's something greater at work in their, in their collective group mind <laughs> that wants needle nose to happen.
2: That, I mean, oh, it would, man. it would be hysterical. A completely new design team takes over and goes like, well, haven't we done a needle nose? Let's do a needle nose.
0: Hot oh, damn. Like, we his... should do needle nose. That guy, that guy rocks. <laughs> I wonder if... Uh, I'm, 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 I almost right, wonder if it's, like, ahead. the
2: same observation I've had, because it's, like, so hard to find a needle nose that has this tail fin. So I'm almost... I'm, oh, I haven't heard about that. Uh, Well, no, 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 like, for the vintage.
0: Oh, okay. I think in the new one, I was like, what, are people, like, LeBroning that part off of him? No,
2: no, no. You can't LeBron that part off of him. But, like, I just out of curiosity, <laughs> I took... Like, I just put in G1 needle nose into eBay... I'm scrolling through. I'm scrolling through. There's 35 listings that are here. 35 listings. Not a single one has the tail fin. Hot damn. There is part of me that is convinced that this is just a way of actually getting a complete needle nose out in the world.
0: (laughs) What would be wild is if he had, like, they redesigned it to have two tail fins, but you could remove one and tilt the other one up and then take the one you removed and just put it onto a G1 needle nose. And they're like we've <laughs> all things balanced, all things perfect as they should be. Uh, I, it's it's worth that. It, I gotta ask. So the little target masters are are they anything, or do I just sneeze and attach them to them? I mean they they are they are exactly
2: like the G one target masters. They are static little figures with barrels that flip out and handles they can that you can hold on to. That's it. Okay. It, it it's cute that Sunbeam has a gun of his own that he
0: keeps on his side, <laughs> and that's about it. It's actually just empty. He's fashioned it out of pieces he found. He just wants to feel cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm I am hype about Needle Nose because uh, that's a deluxe I, I still have not tracked down. Um, but you know what? Aaron has another deluxe I still haven't tracked down, and I'm I know Aaron has had a whole lot of fun with that one because I saw the tweet. Um. So Aaron how how uh you you found Skullgrin legendary transformer Skullgrin and he made your day you found a transformer out in the wild
1: Yeah he turns into a plank really <laughs>
0: yeah. I have never seen you so unenthused about a deluxe in like months it was really <laughs> Yeah
1: like he he's got like two kind of interesting tricks to him but no, like not for 20 bucks man <laughs> Yeah. I mean he's got a backpack thing that's a neat way in order to peg things onto a side that then can come off and be other things. It's a good good implementation of like, hey, you have five millimeter pegs and ports everywhere. But so much of what he does is just like minor disappointments is is what it feels like. You know. He's got the potential to be able to to do the splits, except for he's got this soft shoulder, like, hip, side hip armor pieces that just, like, bind up and get in the way of things. And and he he makes, like, a half hover tank, half half track thing that the the front half that seems like it's maybe a hover tanky thing doesn't even have, like, gravity panels or something to make him look like he's a hover tank. It's just like he's a half track that lost half its wheel. I... I
0: don't know what he's trying to do, and I don't like any of it. Um, I, My main question is, can you give any insight into the very confusing, ongoing thing about him having maybe softer plastic bits in his armatures, but no one knows?
1: What do you mean in his armatures? Like, a p- like he's got... he has, like, his... anything that looks pointy or spiky on him is... Is like a softer drum. Oh yeah, like it's a, it is it is a plastic that you can move around. So like, it, yeah, he's got like a softer plastic piece that goes up through his shoulder, but it's it is it just like hangs off to the side of that fired peg. It's not like it's a part of it. Okay,
0: because there was a thing I was trying to um, understand where it sounded like he had softer durometer, like light plastic in some of his hinged moving parts and i didn't quite understand what was going on with that because it seemed to be conflicting so
1: let me let me let me get discord up on my phone so I can take a photo <laughs> that might be that might be what you're kind of talking about here this was so... a
0: thing this was on Twitter a thing for like at least a day when a lot of people started getting him of like i can 't believe they're using soft plastic for internal hinge stuff and and then it was like, oh, well, they're not. They're actually. It's actually just here and it's here. And it, it got very confusing when you didn't have the toy in front of you, basically.
1: So that picture is like looking up his armpit. Yeah. So the white bit in that picture is the same as the white bit that is his shoulder spike. Okay. And that is a softer durometer plastic. However, the... You know the purple plastic of the, of the shoulder part that's painted white, and the purple plastic of the interior piece is is intact. So it's not like there. It's not like he's just has. You know, like it's it's hanging on that plastic. Yeah, it it's just there.
0: Okay, that because I I mean I could see that um the con- there is a concern one could feasibly have of like you know that soft plastic in budding faces against faces proximity with ABS plastic is there going to be you know plasticizer leach between that kind of plastic and something else but we won't know mm-hmm. uh the you can hear the cops even are getting but disinterested yeah, like,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i said there are some I- interesting little Tricks that he does along the way, but nothing that's that feels like a right home about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as long the, as he has, you know, the, structurally the, sound. the, the
1: flip around for the like, yeah, it surely is one of the transformers of this year. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, they sort of to, to use that that old gem of a joke. Yeah, it. it like I said, it, it's neat that he's potentially like a half track, and that's an interesting thing that we don't see. Except for there's no like front steering wheels or or like i said even like the the space marine really bad like oh it has hover plates that's how <laughs> it's a hover tank like there's i i feel like there are plenty of things that they could do in order to like sell the style a little bit and they just
0: don't yeah it's sad I'm, I'm i'm still interested to pick him up if he's structurally fine because I, I i mean i'm I was, I was saying ever since he was revealed, I kind of like the weird, goofy 2x4 shape of his tank mode. There's something about it like clicks the right spot in my brain, but I was getting worried that like he was also going to be a materials disaster, but if he's not, at least up front, then uh, I'm, that sounds all right. I'm, I'm going to try to catch him on sale, though, because it seems like a lot of people are not buying him.
1: Yeah, I I, I would not want to buy him at full price again.
0: Yeah, you, you did that for all of us so that we would know.
1: <laughs> yeah somebody had to it was such
0: just such a I felt so bad for you it was such a deflated tweet when you put that up uh, um but uh, I get, the only other question is because I this is one thing I have felt a little bit solid on because a lot of people say he should have been legends or core he should have been core class. I don't think what they were trying to do would have fit core class. I think it would have been worse at core class even though it's middling. At deluxe class,
1: yeah, I don't think that you could have done this. You, you definitely could not have done what he does at core. Mm. Um, but yeah, what what he does at deluxe isn't fantastic either. Like like there's it's it does some minor interesting things, but nothing that, like I said, nothing that's a right home about. He's just very.
0: Yeah, I think at core class it would have you would have had to. 'Cause what I like about him is they went for him having that stupid giant skull for a head. Uh I don't think I think at Core Class it would have shrunk down. He would have been more of like a, a bludgeon sibling at Core Class. Which would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But going for the the bigger silly head is part of what draws me to him and, and uh I I don't think that functions at Core Class. That's also why I'm I'm pro deluxe skull grin. Uh but uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him here and there. I'll try to keep catch him on sale, along with some of my other ones I've been holding out on, like Knockout and uh, Crankcase. Um, but uh, hey, while I got you both on the line, because this is this has also been the one that's been really funny to see the entire... No one likes this toy. <laughs> uh, you both got uh, Legacy Evolution Hotshot, who I still think looks completely okay, but I know that no one I'm near whatsoever seems to be happy about him beyond, at, at, the, at best, it's, it's like ev- people have different problems with him that don't necessarily mesh with everyone else's given problems, but like everyone has found a different reason to not like this hotshot, which I find very amusing, uh, and also maybe it's, pro- it's just how the, the cosmos should function. I have not handled one yet myself. So I was curious about, about you, uh, TJ and Aaron, like you, you both got hotshot TJ, you fulfilled part of your manifest destiny in purchasing this decade's Armada hotshot. Cause there is one for every decade It is now a running thing that transformers must always do. Uh, yeah, so it's, what's, what's it's, up? What's what's yeah. wrong? <laughs> See, I
2: mean, what the poor guy do? You just, you, you assume I don't like it because it's me. That's what it is. Because it, because everyone thinks I'm. Everyone thinks I'm just going to hate it because it's Hot Shot in general. It's like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I root for Hot Shot. I really do, because <laughs> the boy is the main character of a full Transformers series and the series that got Transformers back on its feet. Like, he deserves mm. better than what he's gotten. At literally every stage of his existence, so like every time they come up, say, "Hey, you know what? Let's do Hotshot again. I'm like, "Please be the one, please redeem him, like for his stature, for his position in the in in the like the multiverse of transformers, please give him his due, and then they do this
0: to him every time." So what did, what what did this one possibly do? Cuz I mean, the Universe 1 was a fascinating disaster. Uh the original is always defensible because it was wave 1 of a brand new team and it was doing a goofy gimmick and all that. It's just it it amounted to a very funny toy, a very very funny toy that was not really an action figure so much as a funny toy uh in some ways. But what could this one possibly have done? <laughs>
2: so I feel like I feel like the biggest thing, I feel like the easiest thing to complain about is just how bad the legs turned out.
0: Alright. Those did look funny in the photos.
2: Th- there's a, well, well just even the photos, like, they're very much trying to avoid showing those legs at certain angles. Uh, like, the, the, it's already bad enough they don't have any inner panels, so you just see the inner workings of the transformation. Uh, that knee only holds in with one peg. That's it. Oh. Uh, and and it's a peg that holds in the opposite <laughs> direction that the knee bends in. So when you try to bend the knee, guess which goes first? Oh.
0: Yeah? <laughs> Johnwick.mp4. John oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then uh, don't... I, you're, you're, I think you're, I understand.
2: Yeah so, yeah. so you have to hold a few things internally to get the knee to bend. But don't bend the knee even when you do because then you're just going to clash with all the kibble behind his leg. Uh, that you can rearrange, oh. <laughs> because there's literally nothing pegging into place.
0: I, uh, okay, I'll admit, I was kind of hoping the legs just magically were going to work in person, because I was like, well, surely, we'll just, something, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Look. <laughs> we'll figure something out with those. budget's
2: been rough. We can't afford sorcery anymore.
0: It's just a peg, huh? It's
2: just <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Not even a great
0: pick, no. either. I'm really staring at this photo now because I I had taken for granted the, the, how that was going to fasten in. That it's just that little yellow nub, huh? Yep. Yep.
1: Hmm. So, question for you, TJ. Did and, and it seems like it's it's intended, but I, I've got to ask: is is one of your axle Zuka wheel sides like loose where it reciprocates? Um. Is that supposed to like hold in a popped out position or something? Or did I just get one that has a horrible
2: connection? Yeah, where is mine? Now I got to now now I have to double check cuz it's so- Yeah, cuz it's something
1: that could be a neat play gimmick type thing like cuz that used to have a projectile in it in the original one and they kind of Wanted to reproduce that so action with a little I, bit of motion. I do
2: know wasn't. that they tried to like I, I I feel like they did both sides differently so it could accommodate a five millimeter effect part. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, like you could put a five millimeter piece in there, but it's like it's not like it it on mine it sits there and can like reciprocate in and out. So okay. That it looks like it has like those those hub extenders you see on the cars that want to pretend like they're really cool uh, and have the tires that stick way out past the wheel well. He can do that on one side.
2: <laughs> okay, I, I think mine is back at the toy shop waiting to be abused. I mean reviewed. Um, okay, so I, I don't have I don't have it on hand
0: to test. Hey, so those back of the leg panels? Do, is it, it seriously? It's just the ball socket rod, and you just sort of put it there, and then. It, that's it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't tab on the bottom?
1: Mm-hmm. No, nope. no tab. Huh. <laughs> it has a, a it has a piece that folds up that would be like the the back seat window that that folds up and gets out the way so that it's slightly smaller. Except for it, as it ships, those aren't folded up, and it's not like it really would even make a difference it almost has a peg that you could peg into like the back of his heel <laughs> I... except for now all the heels have to have lateral tilt so that it wouldn't fit well it it's it's so many like statically it looks okay this is definitely an an armada hotshot you you see it there it's cool that they left the space so that if you had a jolt you could f- drop them on there and look like it did should have came with a jolt even if it was just like a naughty not a complex one just like the you fold the tail up and then it's a robot minicon that would have been neat to bring the two parts together because you had the tail fold down like it did in the original one and have it all come together and be like it like it was armada again and it's just like so many things it's like it's it's right it's you're right you're right there. You just do the next... You just got to do the next step. You just got to do the next step that's not signing it off for production. What's
0: wild is... You signed it off for production. The legs should be the simplest part on Hot Shot because trying to get his upper body to work has yeah. always been the battle. How did the legs end up being the funny thing? Yeah. We don't... Yeah. Uh, I really don't get it because they, they did the thing. They like
2: oversimplified the reared by just making it like a big backpack.
0: Which, okay, yeah. you're,
2: you're trying to make the Axel Zuka work without gimmicking the toy and, like, nerfing his shoulders. Okay, fine. I, okay, I'll give you this. Mm-hmm. The iron... Yeah. It's an in- interesting way that they could do it, too. I feel like the irony here is that the one, like, really good thing that Armada Hotshot got right was his leg articulation. Like, his legs actually work yeah. a lot better than most of the Armada toys.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems like the motivation, and,
1: and it's and it's like his 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 feet and and front of car are close enough that they could have done the weird chainsaw Yeah, yeah,
0: the
2: chain. Thing. Yeah, yeah, the feet they flip don't... out exactly like the old toy, so you could have the chainsaws in there, but they didn't even sculpt the detail.
0: Yeah, what's really wild is I think that the the main reason the legs are so slipshod, funny, weird is because they really didn't want to end up with pieces of his roof and windshield on his forearms when that is an intrinsic part of his design, right even down to the animation model. Yeah. So I don't... And that's (laughs) the
1: thing. It's not like we've not gotten forearm roof parts on cars even recently. Like, I... Yeah. It's it's, his animation model! Design decisions were made... Yeah, design decisions were made at certain points in this thing that... I want to know why they went left instead of... Because right.
0: I thought, because obviously, like, to me, the obvious thing is we got to get those those roof and windshield parts away from his upper body. And I'm like, okay, it must be the animation model. I found a screenshot of him holding the Star Saber with his windshields literally inked in blue on the underside of his yellow paneled forearms. And I'm like, but the cartoon did it, though. So what the hell's going on? And I'm looking now, that grace the gray forearms have got that detailing molded in. His windshields are on his forearms as sculpted detail. So what the <laughs> what the hell's going on? Y'all? Oh my god, that's so weird. What a weird thing. What a strange fate that this this boy lives out for his now his third decade, uh, now beginning uh, the third the third decade of Hotshot, <laughs> and then yet. Everything's still weird. Do you all th- I wonder if DNA Designs is going to design completely new lower legs for him that you just you just pop off his thighs at the mushroom pegs and just stick on new legs. <laughs> you know, Oh, that's I, so
2: weird. I I almost don't want him to be fixed.
0: I don't care what upgrade set you no. release. It's wrong. Cuz also, you know what? You know what? If his legs are funny and limited, that I can deal with in the long run. I can thicken that one peg that holds his leg structure together. I'll figure out how to pose around the funny ball joint at the top, but not the bottom windshield things. I can figure that out. This I still think this is probably going to be my favorite hot shot. I just, I'm... <laughs> I am astounded at the funniness of those legs. (laughs) I I think that is the saddest part, is that I still
2: do not like this toy, and I will still admit, this is the best yellow hotshot we've gotten.
0: Yeah, I I mean, as far as Okay, so am I off here? It looks like from the, the hips up, he's completely fine in robot mode. I... So,
2: uh, like, the neck articulation, the shoulders, and, like, the arms, aside from the arms just feeling way too small because it doesn't have any of that kibble bulk from the original toy, yeah, like, all that function's fine. Um. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, uh, does the visor on yours sit in, like, the natural, like, 45 degree angle position that the toy and the animation always used? Uh, Like, just above his, there's the
1: tiniest bit of catch just before it drops past the, like, brim of his helmet. Yeah, because,
2: like, between, like, all the way down and, like, nearly pointing directly vertically off of his helmet, I've got no friction to rest that anywhere. Hmm. No,
1: mine has, mine, it, like, if you just give it a flick, it'll stop in about the right spot. Position, so I don't know if there's just like some little tiny soft detent that's in there that that uh, like tolerances either say you got or you didn't. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't know At that point. It just might be some lucky mold flash. Yeah, wow! Be the first time mold mm-hmm. flashes in
1: my favor. I mean, it, I think. It'll, it'll happen Hey-o. once in a while.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I am. I'm shook by the the state of the of the legs, but I'm still kind of excited to mess with the toy. I think he, I think this is gonna be a Rhinox situation. With the caveat that like, I think Rhinox's legs also kind of magically just work when when you get to the end of either mode. Um, in this case, it seems like I'm gonna be contending with how well the peg works on mine. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> what an interesting. S- what an interesting lad. I love Hotshot for existing. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm glad to know that at okay. least for one more generation of toys, my hate is justified.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to mess with one, because I really got to just do... I want to explore those legs and see if I can just... I can get the... Uh, you know, when you get the... Um, you can sense through your fingertips some of the discussions that happened, right? Like like how this ended up here and this ended up here. I'm I'm excited to... To poke around on that thing. Um, Aaron, we actually share uh, a gain as well because the thing that I got to, to get free shipping on my $20 Rhinox was Legacy Dead End, who I see you've got as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I mm-hmm. think he's my favorite deluxe Stunticon from Legacy. So I don't have the last one. Yeah, Breakdown.
1: Um,. When I'm 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 going through it mentally. I could, I, I could agree with that because I
0: I know I mean drag strip's gorgeous. Uh, I I feel like Dead mm-hmm. End is kind of uh, he because he he shares a a lot of transformation structure with Dead End, not pieces so much, but like structure. Um, mm-hmm. I just think I, I, cause I like, I like, yeah, I remember people early, early saying that these two were
1: just going to be like remolds of each other. And I'm not sure that there's anything that's shared between the two of them other than the concept of,
0: yeah. And it splits in yeah, half. Yeah. And I mean, the, like some of the parts go into the same places, but, um, you know, and there's a rotating part on the forearms, there's a hinge back part on the top of the shoulders, but it all is so different. And I, I just think that Dead End, like, Drag Strip is still great. I just think Dead End is, like, a slightly cooler take on that whole thing. And maybe it's partly because he turns into a normal four-wheeled car. And I find that then the magic is a bit more magical. Um, I, it's also because I found that in person, him kind of not really having feet uh, doesn't actually mess him up that much. I've been able to pose him pretty easily. Uh, it's just he doesn't have toes, which is weird. It's funny looking, but uh, I yeah I like him a lot. Um, I, I I really like how his his shoulders like fold up and form that weird inner shape that then gets like glommed by the front of the hood. I think it's a really cool thing.
2: Yeah,
1: it like pulls itself in and wraps around. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's a cool surprise. Uh, and uh, this was pointed out to me on a stream because I didn't notice right away. He actually uniquely. First, uniquely, his guns don't combine together. Um, they have pegs on both sides, mm-hmm. which I didn't even really realize until someone told me in the chat, and I was like, "Oh, huh." I just sort of assumed they would, but they—they they actually don't. Um, you saw a peg on one side,
1: and your brain just filled in the whole. After
0: other. I had just been messing with Wild Rider and Dragstrip, so yeah, I was, I was on slight autopilot, and I just saw—I saw one peg. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure the other side just connects together somehow. It'll work itself out." And then I stared at it when someone pointed it out, and like, "Huh." weird um there's a follow-up to this which makes it even weirder i guess but uh i don't really know why they would why why that is it's it's odd other than to combine the other guns onto his guns i guess uh, if you so choose um even though there's no official placement for any of the guns in menasaur uh configuration um but uh yeah aaron uh or good good
1: I was—I was, was going to say, as far as the guns go, uh, on both of the arms, at least, I have them
0: pointing outwards, like he has,
1: like back of wrist blasters. That's what
0: I usually do, yeah. Uh, but I, I've also been sticking all the other. Well, I've been sticking Wild Rider and uh, Dragstrip's guns onto uh, Dead End's guns, and then just having all of it over there. Um, I've started mm. using Dragstrip as a mounting point for the double barrel blaster. If I'm not doing the bazooka mode with the with the tower chunk. Uh, okay. Because you can because you can hinge those two handles outwards, right? You can just hinge them out until they line up with drag strips peg holes, and I think it looks pretty cool. Okay. Um, okay. There's a there's a whole lot. Getting a little ahead of myself, but there's a lot of fan moding freedom on that set that is going to be overlooked because of the way the set is presented. Uh, as you know, like G one, G one, G one. But there's a whole lot of flexibility in some of the parts on that set that is kind of fun to mess with. Um, but, uh, yeah, with, with Dead End, um, otherwise, I, like, you know, other than the feet looking funny, I found both modes were solid physically, mine felt good, I didn't feel like I had any real, like, weak mm-hmm. spots on mine, I don't know if you're you're in the same spot.
2: Yeah,
1: I can't get my spoilers, like, the feet spoiler pieces to fit together where it doesn't have, like, Tesla-grade panel gapping on on one of them, or or I let it sit out and not, like, clicked down in which i didn't realize until i was watching you crack these guys open uh that whole set open that uh oh they click in like you were supposed to that they that they click in because that that was one of those things it feels like it feels like it stopped there i'm not going to push it harder because who knows what will happen
0: yeah yeah those Um, foot parts you can for car uh, mode push them in until there's a little noise uh the bummer yeah. is that if they're con- if you haven't connected them together yet, if you do that, then connect the legs together, it will pop them right back out. Uh, <laughs> you kind of have to massage it a bit to get everything to play nice on mine. Um,
1: yeah, so it's it's like the hook piece from one that goes to the other. I think is not quite right. Mm. Like it tries to grab in a spot that it can't grab. And that's what causes the weird gaps. like I feel like if I were to get in there and just like saw that part off, yeah, <laughs> it'd be better off because I don't know I don't know what that hook is there is is supposed to be like connecting there.:
0: uh, mine is in the other room now. That's, I can't check <laughs> yeah that,
1: that it, it it's the sort of thing that like the, because there's not like I'm sitting here messing with it right now. It's not like there's a receiving hole on the other side for that to even get into.
0: If I'm, I'm, yeah. It's just like
1: it's trying to keep them to, trying to keep them, like, side by side aligned or something. And it's, it's, like, it doesn't want to get the one over the other. I vaguely recall it felt like. there's not a reason not to. It felt
0: like one, like, the hook just kind of cupped a little bit. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's not in but front of it's, me.
1: But it's not like there's a a receiving piece to to get it connected on. But yeah. yeah, he transforms well enough. You know the the shoulders coming up was definitely the point where I was like, yeah, this is not, you know, this is not drag strip, just repainted and and a couple of different parts on it. You know, it's very very definitively a different transformation. Uh, that just kind of has the clear segregation between you know upper half and lower half so that when you you grab an arm and you do the what i still is the most lovely friggin trick of like hey here's the straight plank take this give it a good squeeze onto it so that these pegs connect in and then just break this other toy in half yeah <laughs> so that it can be a a, a bicep and a forearm uh, and there you go, like it still is the neatest the neatest friggin trick that's that I feel like Hasbro's done in a while and the whoever, arm yeah the miur arms put this yeah, whoever at Hasbro or Takara that put the minnesur arm design together, even to the point of like there's the recessed bit in the elbow to take the 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 peg portion from the arm. Uh, or from the, 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 the car, like half, like whoever, whoever put that together, you,
0: you deserve at least a lunch. Mark Marr name dropped. I think Mark Mar name dropped who worked on Menasaur. Um, and I've wrote it down in one of my little note things somewhere, I think, but I know that the, the name is out there of who at Takara Tomi, like took on Motormaster master Menasaur as like a main project. I just can't remember off the top of my head who it was. But yeah. they nailed those arms. Uh... Whoever that
1: it was that did that, whoever it was that did that arm, like they deserve a lunch out, like a good lunch, not just like oh yeah, we'll go, we'll go get you something from McDonald. No, it's like yeah. hey, <laughs> now this is a you're going to be charging during lunch. You're going to get paid during this lunch, and you know if it takes a couple hours, it takes a couple hours, and and you know don't don't you know you don't have to go back to work afterwards. I think we'll take care. You of You Go it. home and we're you done. Like we're <laughs> yeah, you want. You you want to get you you want to get one or two drinks while we're here at lunch. Ain't nobody
0: gonna say nothing. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. I, I will say, dead end shoulder trick when they fold upwards. So drag strip kinda does that motion. It's just the actual end payoff is completely different. That's what what's so fascinating to me about the two of them is that the motions are often shared, but in service of a completely different transformation uh, end result. Um, which is, it's, it's so fast. It is again, it's why just saying retool is a really weird, it's, it's almost derogatory, like in how much it is crushing down what, what we're trying to say. Uh, like it's, yeah, it's just they're, they're shared concepts basically. Um, that is not the case from the other thing I got this week, which was legacy evolution, but not actually evolution. The box just says legacy breakdown, even though the instructions say legacy evolution and the box is graphically laid out different than the other. I went on about this in the, in the stream and I have footage recorded to prove this, uh, breakdowns box was specifically made to look like legacy so that you could display them all in package. If you were doing that, but the graphic design of his box is not- notably, but oddly wildly different on three panels. And his box has a cardboard, uh, hook hang because it's a fully plasticless box. So it's very funny. The QR code is on top of his box and not on the back, for instance. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, breakdown is a retool very much just a retool of wild rider. Um, he has different, uh, outer leg parts on the lower legs. He's different chest, different head. I believe I didn't really side by side it, but he, yeah, he's a block head and, and wild rider has pointy ears. Um, he does have the same hood. So because people I, I was saying on the stream when I unboxed him and played around with him that like I I didn't I don't know cars enough to really get it. But then someone said he has the exact same hood yet he's supposed to be a Lambo and I did not notice he had the exact same headlight structure as Wild Rider. So I was like, "Oh, you know, okay, I get it now. That is legit. That is actually frustrating that they gave him a Lambo spoiler but he has like a block front. Uh it, it does make him look like two different cars slammed together in, in the middle uh, in a certain way. Um, but, uh, here's the thing. So dead end has two identical guns that can't combine breakdown has one gun that is asymmetrical on each side that can't combine with any guns. And he only has one. And then his spoiler is his other weapon and his gun can store under the hood and hide away in vehicle mode, which the other three deluxe dundacons can't do. So it's just very odd. And, It doesn't matter, but this is specifically the kind of thing I would love to sit down and spend 20 minutes talking to the design team about. Of, like, how did this come about? Where two of them have combining identical guns, one has non-combining identical guns, then one has a gun and a spoiler and can hide his gun. Because it doesn't have anywhere to peg on on his car, outside of the car, because the spoiler is there. How did all that come about? (laughs) I just want to know. Uh but i do i do like uh, breakdown because i also do kind of like wild rider and i know that that's not popular but i will say if you don't like wild rider nothing really changes with breakdown except that his color layout is so different that it seems to have actually affected some folks perception of him to feeling that they actually like that one over the over wild rider so that might be the case for you out there uh, i also have combined them all together uh and uh, generally i like it the arms so motormaster menasor is is the actual masterpiece of all this. That is a fantastic package of toy with a power-up mode that doesn't need the other Starnicons. You just leave the Motormaster head out, you have a power-up mode. When you combine them together, the arm transformation we just went on about, ah, c'est magnifique. It's beautiful. The leg uh, transformation is trying to do something on the level of the arms, uh, and it is just a little too clever for its own good. Um, The trapdoor thing is cute, however... There is so much spring resistance from the trapdoors, and the pegs are so tight, you generally are covering the trapdoor chasm with your thumbs and palms because you're trying to peg the Stundicon on there. It's actually hard to notice the trapdoor closing when you're attaching them, because it's hard to attach them without covering where the trapdoor is. Which is the true tragedy of that part of the combination? <laughs> like, whatever your opinion is on cartoon Menosor and those guys just pegging on the backs of the legs or whatever, like that's that's in the end of the day, that's very subjective. It is outright a tragedy that the most clever trick of the legs is hard to see when you're doing it because it's there's so much resistance going on with all the parts. Uh, also, it's getting easier. It is excessively difficult to remove Wild Rider and Breakdown from the double peg connections they're on because those pegs are so frigging tight. It is incredibly difficult to get them off. Uh, and it kind of scarily so given that like currently it's not impossible to get a bum copy of something when it comes to, can the plastic take a hard torquing motion? And you sort of need to do that a little bit to get the pegs to start letting go on those guys. Um, I like the overall package. I like the silhouette, and with fan moding, I think it's a very fun Menosor Stunticon collection. Uh, but I think that with it being so presented as like it's you know it's it's cartoon Menosor shrunken down, it's like this is actually a lot more play pattern uh, than that. And this this is begging for fiction to back up half the design choices, and that fiction will never happen. So it's sort of a bummer, and it's not it's not unreasonable to just be put off the whole thing because. You have to have a very active head cannoning kind of brain, I think, to really, really enjoy some of what it's doing. Uh, or be really, really into playable toy design. And even then, it's easy to find a lot of it undercut by some of the other motivations of the set. I like it, though. I, I in the end of the day, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and it is a very discussable set of toys. Um, and hey, there's a gift set coming out that's just all the retail boxes in another box with a pin. But A... You know, if you missed them all, but you want to pick one up, that'll be floating around apparently, unless that was limited run because of the pin. No, I'm thinking about it. Ah, <laughs> why has everything got to be complicated? Why is why is everything got to be difficult and complicated? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I will say if you if you have been buying them and like breakdown is the last one you're going to pick up, like pick them up. You know. But, uh, going back to T- what TJ and I were talking about with Core Sludge, it is also kind of like a real, real quiet fart of a final figure to come out, like, uh, the-, the most retool of another one of the four with, like, a funny box and a sudden left turn on what his accessories are. Um, but, uh, yeah, Menasaur, Minnesota- happened. Uh, and I believe that is all of our on-topic things. So let's do, let's do a quick jaunt through off-topic. TJ, I actually really like to talk to you about the Dicelings, because I almost bought the Owlbear to get free shipping on Rhinox, and then Dead End came in stock instead. Uh, and I, I don't like D&D enough to just buy the Dicelings, but the Owlbear is funny, and it looks like it does the most. Uh, I wonder how they turned out.
2: Um, So the Owlbear is probably my favorite, even though it's a little bit awkward in how it works. Like... Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The the, the sho- like the way the shoulders work, like he's got range of motion in them, but it's it's a little funky. But transformation wise, I definitely like the owl bear best. Uh, mm-hmm. like it's definitely it's definitely doing the most because like uh the two dragons, like most of that dice just becomes the wings. All right, so that's that's low effort. Um, and then uh for the beholder, y- you peel him like an orange. That's, that's basically the transformation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dirt dirt simple.
0: At, at a glance, I lost... I I think the Beholder is a cool, iconic monster, but at a glance for a uh, like $18 Canadian transforming toy, I was like, the Beholder looks like a die that opened up the front, and that's about it. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it gets away with it because it's the Beholder, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, okay. We'll we'll, you know, we'll 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 put it out in wave one, wave two. You know, we'll re-release it as Xanathar, and like it's called a day for you know. Just it it it's just like checks the box. <laughs> okay, we did a Beholder. That's we did the obvious one. Uh, but like the dragons themselves, um, they've got a nice little bit of articulation. They do have a. I mean, I joke about the 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 shell of the D twenty becoming the wings. He does have a little bit of artic of, like, a transformation beyond that. Uh... Mm -hmm. Because, like, in... He's, like... Once you... Once you take off most of the shell, what you're left with is essentially, like, a fetal dragon. Where, like, between the neck and the tail, it's all kind of curled into a spiral with its arms and legs just kind of tucked up to unfold. Um like like visually like I mean, it's D&D so no shock visually they're the nicest looking ones you know they just straight up look like like a little bit of funky wing but they look just look like little dragons sitting on your desk and i do, like i do like that they're the same mold but they did swap out dragon heads so at least they got that detail in yeah yeah but uh no, 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 no. Like it is definitely it's definitely something for like a D and D enthusiast. Like I don't think a Transformer fan is gonna be like too thrilled with how they function. But like if you're just into D and D enough to just like want these little fiddle toys on your desk, like, here's a big D twenty, so that's just like a nice little like desk companion rather than just like a tiny D twenty. Or I can flip it out into a dragon if I so choose. Like I don't think that's like such a a bad little thing for your for a D and D geek.
0: Does it? Rem- <laughs> yeah. Does it remotely work as a D twenty? Has been my quest- other question. <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw it
2: around and risk all the tabs breaking, uh, I have I've not given it a hard roll. I would say they're definitely <laughs> not balanced D twenties.
1: I was just so curious. Well, I mean, then what's the point if it if it doesn't pass the. Salt water yeah. tests in order to determine that it's not a fixed die. Then, like, what's the point? Why even call True. it D twenty?
0: <laughs> Come on, ass blow. Well, hey, hey, they got one thing right because because a lot of the die faces are completely unpainted, so it's going back to classic D and D where you have to get a crayon out, so you fill in all the faces on the die yourself. That's the main thing I remember from the D and D box I got as a kid. Uh. Okay, so they're not going to work as D20s. At least if I did pick it up, then it sounds like I made the right choice, because I went and watched... I had to. The only videos I could find on them were D&D fans messing with them, which made assessment of them as toys very difficult for me. Um, <laughs> so I had to do a lot of scrubbing. Uh, but as far as I could tell, like the, the beholder was like, yeah, I'm not into this. And then the dragons were kind of like... The thing that got them was the person reviewing them said, if the dragons f- structurally felt a bit more solid, they'd be maybe above the owlbear. And I was like... Even if it's a one-off, I I don't want something that's also not gonna like that could potentially just feel a little bit loosey goosey. So the the owl bear ended up being the almost buy, but for near for about twenty bucks mm. after tax, I think be, with me not even really being into them, I'm like I I should probably just not. <laughs> Please, something else come in stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I I'd I'd like to find one of them for the experience, and I think that's about it.
0: And do that saltwater test. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to know. Um, well, TJ, while, while we're there, y'all, I, I'm just looking at the rest of your auto. You also got the gelatinous cube, which I have to assume doesn't do much. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. It is
2: <laughs> it is a 7-inch by 7-inch by 7-inch translucent blue cube. Uh, that's essentially it. I got it because it would be hilarious to stick figures in there for photos. And it is. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'll say they tried because everything that's on the cube, like all the little adventuring things that are like stuck to it, those can all be removed and they're actual accessories. So if you have the D&D movie toys, like you get, it basically becomes like an accessory pack for them. Oh,
0: right. There's another movie.
2: Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I
0: forgot about that.
2: Uh, no, beyond that, it's literally just, like, you, you get, you get these, and it's in, like, it's in, like, three envelopes of wax paper, just (laughs) laid on top of each other in the box, and then you build, you have to build your own cube, and, uh, considering it is a six-piece component, and it's just a cube, it should not be as hard to put together as it is, uh, they at least have the intelligence (laughs) of, uh, The walls have little extensions molded in that'll only fit on one side of the base. So you can't get, like, which wall goes where wrong. So that's the good news. Okay. The bad news is uh, these are not completely flat, either due to how they were packed or due to just, like, just still being too warm from the mold.
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs)
2: So getting them all to think line, about that. So getting them to all like slide into the grooves they're supposed to go into is not an easy process, and then getting the top on is not an easy process. getting the top on is like when your Tupperware is warped in the dishwasher and you're trying to get the original <laughs> lid on, it's just not going.
0: I had not remotely considered that the thing being completely translucent might mean that. <laughs> oh darn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh well then is is the lo- so I haven't kept up with it. is the longbow also part of the movie releases then? Oh uh, or is no, it just I... a longbow you got to shoot arrows. No, it's
2: literally a longbow. <laughs> <laughs> little... Okay. No. Um cuz there's always been me that's fascinated with bow and arrows, which if you if you know my ranger in D&D, you you kind of figure that out pretty quickly. Um mm-hmm. so I thought Hey, um, I'm actually got a Ren Fair to go to. I've never gone in costume before, and this is, like, a rare time. I might actually be able to afford a full Ren Fair costume. So, sure, I don't want to go as a knight. I don't want to carry a sword. I I want to be an archer. I want to carry a bow. I've always kind of wanted to just have a bow, you know, and just kind of just, like, shoot around in my backyard if I wanted to. So, okay, you know what? Uh let's just go all out let's just go ham and get an actual longbow
0: hot damn what does it say about about our collecting culture that i just assumed it was a long a dungeons and dragons branded longbow roleplay toy that had that been is as part of the clump with the cube and the dice
2: links. that is that is legitimately why i put it there in the list because i
0: knew that would be the, that would be the curiosity of it Uh, I'll also say that, um, the, uh, the editor I first worked for, uh, I don't think it was a long bow, I think it was a regular archery bow, but he did that in his backyard, uh, as a stress relief. He just had a target set up, uh, and would thunk arrows into it, um, after lunch. It was very funny. Here's what and I'm finding... I didn't know that's what he was doing.
2: <laughs> Here's what I'm finding out. It might be genetic. Because, my parents found out that I bought this longbow because I... I found. I say they found out like they're snooping through my stuff at night. I no. I told them
0: I have a longbow. My parents found. <laughs> I like that sentence though. My parents found out about my longbow. <laughs> they were like, "You get home. You get home from 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 school one day, and your longbow sitting on the table with parents' arms crossed. We need they're to have
2: like, a talk, son. We,
0: son, <laughs> we need to have a discussion." <laughs> You said you were done with this. You said you threw it away. We can't have this. Our family. We we escaped the kingdom. We we can't go back to this. Although that is a thing. What was it uh,
1: in England? They said the best way to have a strong longbowman is to start with a grand with their grandparents or whatever. It was like hours of work you could you could tell what skeletons were archers because of the deformation from the musculature that they hmm. had to build huh.
2: didn't that Makes sense
1: yeah, yeah, it was in in those times it was required there was some amount of like significant amount of like exercise like you all went to the town square and did whatever yeah english longbowmen that's the reason why they were feared because you'd, they'd rain fire down on whatever <laughs> far away and it was a whole lot cheaper to do that than put a bunch of ponzi nobles in armor
0: so tj when you say genetics like did you just uh, discover like a, a predilection for extremely strong biceps in one arm or something Appa- in your... <laughs>
2: well apparently so so i found out on my mom's side of the family i have a cousin who's a competitive archer Huh, and and then from my hmm. dad, I find out
0: his grandfather used to carve and make bows. Damn! Uh, <laughs> so was it like? It was like? Why'd you buy it? We got a whole bunch of them in the attic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, let me shoot around the hundred-year-old bow we've been passing down.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just get some oil on that. Get a little bit, a little bit limber in the fibers, and you're. <laughs> Uh, that's cool, though. Damn. I like, if I had a backyard, I would probably want to do archery. Because it seemed, like, really fun when I watched my, uh, my editing, uh, guy doing it.
2: Yeah, the only problem is, it's, uh, it's like, because I was trying to make this part of the costume, the arrows I got were the ones where, like, the fletching at the end looks as, like, medieval as I could make. But the only ones I could find that looked like that, that would get here in time... Uh, Also had just like actual hunting tips at the end, not your like, not your like tiny metal nubs for your like foam target. No, this is like the three barbed actual
0: arrowhead. So you're like, you're like, hey, guess what? I'm not. No, I'm not doing the Legolas pose with you. (laughs) The those
1: arrowheads not just screw Um.
0: out. They should. Straight up, I would be afraid to touch them. How is,
1: how, is it, how is it? How is it? I know more about archery, man. No, no. The, you do <laughs> you
0: do the reenactment stuff all the time. You're you're closer to that world. Yeah, no. yeah. With paddles. <laughs> 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 Nonetheless, it's more parallel. <laughs> <laughs> to answer no, these are pinned in. Okay. I would be too if they were barbed hunting tips on arrows I would be so afraid of even touching them I'd be like where's what's the trigger discipline I need for even though there's if <laughs> if
1: if only if only they made some sort of thing that could go over your hand like
0: socks but for your hand and made out of leathers that would, that if, they're would up, if they're straight up if they're straight up barbed oh. I'd be I'd still be like oh no, it's going to slice right through I'd, <laughs> I'm going to have the ones that were made to like pierce elephant skin or something and <laughs> When you say barbed hunting arrows like my in my brain is imagining like basically harpoons by the way, so you... <laughs> <laughs> not
2: not too far off no the, oh, the, okay. no the no the fun part is that the the bow does not come strung, so you have got to string it yourself, and stringing it is uh mm-hmm. interesting so it's, it's a deal generally to to yeah, but uh, that's how you
0: build those initial archer muscles.
2: Uh, you, yeah. It really is like it really is like we it, yeah. it's it's like you're it's like you're trying to like put a bow flex in a headlock. This is like the best thing I can because <laughs> it looks like it looks like a wrestling hold because you gotta like you you've gotta like. Uh, like, you gotta hook it on, like, one angle. And you gotta step over it and, like, put the midpoint of it on the back side of your thigh. And then stretch it over with your free arm. And try and get it all the way around until it can actually reach the string. It's, uh... <laughs> aside from the fact that it's really difficult to do if you have no arm strength like me... But also, it is terrifying because that is a lot of energy that you are putting into what is essentially a massive spring right next to you.
0: I don't want to take the uppercut from that. If I no, avoid
2: it. <laughs> no, no, I, I I bought a bow stringer. Uh it will uh will make. It'll, you know, if make...
0: I didn't know there was such a thing, I would have done the same. I would have looked I, yeah. up: is there a thing I can buy to help me do this? Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's basically a strap that lets you do it from like it lets you hold it with your legs while you do it. You just stand on it. That makes
0: sense. That is sensible. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can only imagine on a long with a long bow, uh, the the amount of of potential energy and torque, and then if it's very long, the amount of travel, the velocity it would strike me in the chin with when it slips out of my hands. I would I would be very fr- uh, afraid of that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that amount of built-in potential in
0: energy is why it's, like, strung like a bowstring and why they work. Mm-hmm. It's just you always think, like, yeah, there must be a whole industry of people who just string them for the archers. And it's like, no, no, you gotta do it yourself. Oh.
2: <laughs> I didn't think you'd come uh, string like the archers, but they, like, maybe, like, pre-strung in a protective case or that. No, 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 no. Like, you, like stringing and unstringing is, like, a constant no, thing. yeah. Yeah. Cuz if you leave it strong, it can also lose its uh lose its power.
0: Well, it's like the toy thing where you don't want to leave spring-loaded stuff in a position where the springs are coiled if you can avoid it. True. Mm-hmm. Um funny thing about Menisor. <laughs> Those trapdoor legs uh I believe are coiled I forgot which position they're coiled in now. It's complicated. Uh, cause the button is fine when they're not attached, but I think that when the button is fine, the doors are not, I looked at it or closer at some, I gotta look at it again. Anyways, pe- some people are going to mess up those things over time on Menasaur, no matter what you try to do. And it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, I have heard you can actually remove the spring from the button and the whole mechanism still works decently. And that, that might be a thing to think about in the long run. But that longbow, uh, I want to know what you get as a target. Because I remember that my editing guy had to get basically like a... um, It wasn't just a haystack, but it was a whole lot of layers of material to be able to, like, calm down and stop the momentum of the arrow once yeah. it's chunked in.
2: Yeah, that, that I still have to look into. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually gone into, like, targets to set up in the backyard yet. So I'm just, yeah. just like, worried hay- about, like...
0: Hay- haystack's a part of it.
2: How big does this have to be so I don't accidentally shoot the neighbor's dog through the
0: fence? Pretty big, pretty
2: big.
1: <laughs> yeah, de- de- decently sized. There's uh, uh, basically an equivalent amount of energy in in a uh, arrow fired out of a like a bow as similar to like pistol or rifle
0: ammunition. Oh good, Which is interesting. Oh good, interesting. Given the the wildly different levels of legality involved with the things, um,
1: yeah, it's kind of hard to conceal carry a bow. Yeah, but also like you're not you're not t- you're not tucking that in in like the back waistband of your. How pants.
0: much more how much more inherently intimidating is it though if you see someone just walking in with a bow because you're like, well, what's the chances he actually knows what he's doing with that? It's high. It's high if he's just wearing the thing. Oh. God damn. I don't want to get in that guy's way <laughs> uh, all right well that that's 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 some sick off topic aaron you've you've got a pair of pretty sick off topic things here too
1: yeah uh so uh new house fridge was um apparently a known issue for samsung refrigerators is the uh condenser or evaporator, whichever coil it is that's inside of the refrigerator that makes the cold part cold, um, conden- will get condensation on it, and there's supposed to be a tube that runs out of it that goes down to the condensation pan at the bottom of the fridge so that nothing freezes up. Uh, except for the problem is, is that that loop gets cold enough that it'll freeze up. And then the condensation, instead of going down to the condensation tray on the outside of the fridge and evaporating into the air, instead the condensation goes down and it sits in the bottom of your refrigerator and then it eventually makes like a half-inch thick ice dam that means that you can't open up one of the trays and continues to cause more and more problems. And so I had tried to reach out to a couple of, of appliance repair places in town and say like, hey, I'd rather... I'd rather the thing get fixed than get thrown away cuz that's how it's how you save money, that's how you make things last longer. And both of them were like, "Wait a second, Samsung? Yeah, it's this issue. Yeah. No. We don't we don't do that repairs." Like, "Well, why not?" He's like, "Well, so Samsung has a repair kit that involves you have to completely defrost your refrigerator and freezer, which means leaving it unplugged for a couple of days." Then we come in, we take apart the inside of your refrigerator, we take out the liner, we take out this, we take out that, we take out this other thing in order to get to that coil, and then we put this other piece on it that's supposed to extend the heating zone so that it doesn't ice up. And then we have to put it all together, and then it's another couple days for your fridge to to get to temp again. So um, you're without your refrigerator for four days, maybe three if you're if you're lucky about it. If you leave things open, you pull out a heat gun, whatever. And it's a $400 repair kit if you can get it. It's another couple hundred dollars in my time to do all this work. And it has about a 60% hit rate. So two out of five chance that this doesn't actually prevent your issue in the future and you've spent half the price of a new fridge on getting the answer that it doesn't work so do you want to do that or is maybe going and just getting a new fridge the better idea just like you're right so we went and we got a new fridge so it's a lg it's got the the french door refrigerator parts and it has two drawers it has a Big freezer drawer and then a smaller freezer drawer that you can choose to put an ice bucket in and flip a switch and get ice but we don't drink a lot of ice or drink we don't take a lot of ice from the fridge Um, so that like so many fridges now that are not the basic basic units want to have the like ice in the door and that just either eats a whole bunch of your like refrigerator cabinet space or the entire door to be an ice maker, to have that. And we were both like, well, we don't take ice in our drinks. We just want like filtered cold water. So we found one that only had water in the door. So it has, you've got the full usage of both of the doors as you open them. And, then we had somebody come and and deliver it and install it, and I didn't have to wreck my back, a crab walking backwards with a heavy piece of something. So that cost us forty dollars, and that's about the best forty dollars I think I've spent in a while. Of you'll deliver it, you'll deliver it and take the old one away for forty dollars. Sign me the up, done deal. So now we have a refrigerator that I don't have to worry about icing up. And it's so much larger internal volume than the old one was, too, for the same, like, footprint area. You can fill it
0: with meal plan.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's what we do. We, get, we do the HelloFresh so that we don't have to do, like, stupid grocery shopping and already eating a bunch of, like, frozen goods. And so we can very easily toss... The week's hello fresh in there, along with whatever else we might go and get.
0: Oh, nice! I'm uh, I'm I'm still riding high on having uh, f- successfully defrosted and fixed the freezer coil in my fridge by using boiling water pots for an evening. Uh, and I was power tripping on that, just filling it up with local area ice cream while my mom was visiting. It was good times. Um, so does your does your other new off topic thing interact with your fridge at all? Is it one of those kind of fridges or? Are you- <laughs>
1: No. Uh, um so my other off topic thing is yeah all the family they're like I don't know what to get you here's some cash. Um so I ended up getting myself uh one of the 5th generation iPad Airs to kind of replace the laptops that were damaged in in my rollover accident but iPads aren't laptops according to the insurance adjuster even though I said hey like one of those laptops was a convertible thing that I mostly use as a tablet. This is a tablet. Well, we'll have to. I'll we'll have to take a look at it, and I've not heard anything back since. Uh, so I'm figuring insurance as being a turd and not doing what their actual that job is. Kind
0: of making. stuff. at we'll the end, but that's hey, the kind of thing where. What are you gonna do? Camcorders are allowed to record video in perpetuity. A camera has to stop recording every twenty nine point nine minutes, or it gets tax classified as a kid. Ca- yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I just got the iPad
1: Air. Uh, it's it's a good it's a it's an iPad and it's it's the the, the slightly thinner, slightly better spec than the base one mm-hmm. iPad, and it's good for being the like at the TV little I wanna thing so that I can you know pay attention to the internet a little bit without using my phone. It's a bigger screen. I'm getting I'm 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 forty now, and the eyes are like big screen better they like the they like the bigger screens so that's nice i'm gonna get i i still haven't decided which of the like case into keyboard stand things that i want to get for it yet Mm. um because that'd be nice also because since we're doing the hello fresh i'm spending like a half hour or so every day making food and it'd be nice to have this thing that i can just go like and toss youtube videos up while i'm while i'm dicing a bunch of of Whatever zucchini we've gotten zucchinis in like four of our last seven meals. That is the best way. Whatever you get a citrus fruit. Whenever you get a citrus fruit with HelloFresh, it's like zest it and then quarter it. What do you do with the zest? We don't know. But good <laughs> thing you got cool, zest now. I don't know. You
0: feel, you feel pretty badass. <laughs> toss, toss some
1: in the rice and make it citrus rice. Bet, we don't I bet know. when you were a kid, you didn't even um, know what zest just was. Stuff like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the no soap. YouTube while chopping it's, veg is uh, the best. You're not best. fully
1: clean unless you're zestfully clean. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just something like that, and just to just to be able to have something that's set up and works. So, um, like it, it's a nice little minor just upgrade improvement thing from from the past. How you can it's get to... cool to have that. We we did kind of look at the high tech way too many options fridges uh, just for <laughs> a laugh. Cause there was one that was like another $500, um, that had like, it was probably 16 inch screen in the door and it was like, it runs Android and it was like, you could put notes on it. You could put whatever you could have it look up recipes for you could do what it was like an Android phone without the phone parts, but in your fridge. And it was like, "This is interesting, but I don't want i it. just I don't want my my fridge to be kicking out reminders to me that no. the milk might be old. I'll just like pay attention to that it, myself, it, it, yeah, the other one that the person was trying to sell us on is there's there's a bunch of fridges that will have like one door is glass like it's a double pane glass, and you can knock on it, and it will turn on the lights inside of it so you could peek in this window into your fridge I mean and I'm like why don't, why won't I just like if I'm getting up to go to the fridge I'm not so old that I' I'm, I'm like losing my train of thought as I walk there <laughs> and now I like can't put anything in this door because then that would mean that I can't see what's inside the fridge proper when I knock on it like this is solving it's s- not an oven this is like an answer <laughs> this is like an answer in search of the yeah, question. There's nothing
0: in the fridge like, that you you remotely would ever need to check, but if you open the fridge to check, you'd mess up the process like baking something. Like you could just open the yeah, right. holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Cuz <'Cause>
1: I would <laughs> like, I I don't have anything that's so temperature reliant that's like, oh wait a second.
0: It went up a quarter degree when you open this door. Wait two more hours. Uh, I, I, I was going to say the thing about smart fridges, I also have grown a little wary of just as like layman, you know, caveman look at fire level is to me. It's also just, it's another on point, another networkable on point, except it's not a computer with an operating system and, you know, various countermeasures built in. It is a fridge with a very small computer brain mm-hmm. in it. So, t- it's to me, it's kind of like, it's not like it's going to happen to everyone, but it's kind of just asking for trouble of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, just, there's this, giant, this giant idiot with a pea brain that makes things cold that's also on my network. Uh, and it has a screen on the front. Yeah. So, you know, here, have fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, if it was the old, like, promise of, like, Sony's cell processors. Yeah. Where, like... That that whole thing was supposed to be like, oh, well, your fridge would have a cell processor and your PS3 has a cell processor, and they'd be networked together, so your PS3 could use your fridge's extra clock cycles. Like if that sort of thing actually worked in real life, yeah, maybe maybe putting a putting a computer in my toilet sounds like a great idea because then I can have like a whole house supercomputer. But that never worked, and it's dumb. <laughs> So, yeah, the the I have I have up down controls that are digital for temperature for freezer and temperature for fridge, and a lock button so that those buttons don't work anymore and I can't accidentally brush up against the the water spigot and have it squirt because we we thought we could go unlock for a while and it like it <laughs> shot us real good so. Uh, we decided that like hey we'll leave this locked because it's just like hold, press and hold it for three seconds and it's unlocked <laughs> but yeah once it started getting into the like the higher end stuff it was like we have no idea how to make box what keeps stuff cold even better so um I don't know what if we put uh, what was it there was one that had like RGB LEDs inside of it so you could like, <laughs> gamify your food um <laughs> There was another one that was so that when you, like, getting into the real Primo stuff was, like, if you're doing a whole remodel, you can have your fridge, it had, like, the front of it was all slide-out panels, so you could get the same paneling as your cabinetry paneling in order to have it look like it was one continuous.
0: I mean, that's kind
1: of neat shelves and things and that was kind of neat yeah. but those fridges were like three times the cost oh. without like massive upgrades in the fridge it was like it was a slightly nicer inside look to it and a little bit better but it was like to have doors that you could change the, the veneer of added like $2,000 <laughs> just to be able to like swap that in and out and what was it? Uh the one that was the upgrade of the one with the RGB lights inside of it was RGB lights on the outside where it was like glass panels but with like a frosted backdrop on it. So you could set the color tone of each of the doors. And that was that was a thing that was like, wow, all of this stuff is very interesting. And it's very interesting that there's enough of a market that they made enough of them that it's not this isn't just like something that's in an e3 this is something that's at at like home depot yeah so that means
0: that there's tens of thousands of these things in existence and (laughs) why why i i should say even though i laughed there is a younger me who would just jump at the idea of an of rgb led lighting inside a fridge uh because that, that seems really cool to, like, much younger me. It's just that now I'm, like, given how color the color tone of things in the fridge is a way that you know whether it's time to get them out of the fridge, uh, having your fridge, like, have funny colors inside would just make me so confused. If I look in, I'd be like, why, are, why is all the cheese purple? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, no, that's just the RGB lighting. Okay. Uh... <laughs> all, oh, okay, last thing I'll throw in there, because I was thinking about this when you said how can they make fridges more expensive. All I can think of is, like, and they won't do it, because this is... This is this is fix your own stuff consumer smartness type stuff uh, you, sh- you just make all the parts more modular see so that when part of your fridge breaks down you can pull the part out that doesn't work and stick a new part in without having to dismantle the whole fridge uh, if that's 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 a line of development that seems really cool if you're gonna do future fridges but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so that that was actually the thing because we were kind of looking when we moved into the house we were kind of looking at like hey do we want to replace washer dryer stuff? Uh, however, it was very specifically, like, when I had a guy come out to fix my dryer last time, he said, hey, this is about the last of the generation of washers and dryers where they didn't put nonsense into it. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no smart networking stuff. There's no, uh, what was the other thing he complained about? The uh, obsession with glass doors for washers and dryers. Because those things heat cycle enough that, like, eventually one day you're going to open your dryer to take out your clothes, and that glass is just going to shatter and explode on you, and you're going to end up with handfuls of glass. Yay! You know, it's all safety glass, so it's not like it's going to shard and cut your wrist or something. But it's like, but it's going to do that, or it's a whole bunch of extra plastic, and it's going to warp or do something weird and not not sit well eh, or whatever yours are made out of like sheet metal and basic (laughs) motors and like two basic sensors that you could uh, what is it he said you you could you could rebuild the electronics on this thing with a breadboard and a bunch of capacitors so like if you're ever going to do anything with this call my number and I'll buy them from you. (laughs) like these things you can keep going forever so it was like yeah let, and, unless something like actively catches fire yeah we're good yeah
0: we'll keep these things yeah it it makes me think of that the long running attempts to make uh, smartphones projects to make smartphones that were modular blocks where instead of upgrading your phone you could just upload pieces mm-hmm. and then it ran into the thing of the industry saying well we don't want that cuz we want to sell phones and it's like damn it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, but did you see how big those phones ended up? being? Oh yeah, well? I also
0: like hunk hunk they were, phones. They were massive. I, I'm into the idea of a hunk phone, so you got to be into that too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this up here. I got one little off-topic thing I'm gonna throw in. So I got a couple things off the Game Crafter um, in, a, in a sale, but one of them was uh, Iron Tin. Uh, sorry, Tin Helm, which is uh, Iron Helm's downsized little cousin. Uh, It's by Jason Glover, uh, who makes some very cool soloable games, and uh, Iron Helm is this big system, card-based system, of dungeon crawls. You can do multi-stage dungeon crawls as a, a, you pick a character and you try to get through a whole bunch of stuff that's very hard. Uh, Tin Helm takes that experience and crushes it down into a mint tin uh, for about 20 bucks uh, American, and... uh, it's dang fun. Instead of having, like, a, a character you pick and an adventure to go on, you, you create a character with two different aspects that you randomly put together, and then your quest is you're just trying to get through... You have, you have five levels of dungeon to go through, and before you finish going through them, you got to find three crystals. And if you don't, you lose. And if you die, you lose. Um... And it's uh, it's super dang fun. If anyone out there has any interest in solo gaming or or uh, table, like not even just dungeon crawling, but like very D and D pen and paper style like feel dungeon crawls, this has that feeling. Um, partly the artwork, but it's like a simple two d six combat system. Uh, the way that the, the dungeon works, it's it's just a, a set of cards that have a dungeon room and, and uh, variables on one side, and then what the variables could mean on the other side. Every time you are going to look at a new room, I'm either going to go in this room, or I will flip it open and apply its variables to the next room, or vice versa. Uh, super tight, clever system. Really fun to play. Plays in like half an hour. Uh, if you lose, you can just start playing again i love this thing i, I like iron helm but I, I have not played it as much because it's a bit more daunting and it's a lot harder i found uh tin helm is like is really digestible and fun and then if you end up like running out of stuff to do with it another jason glover game gate uh another mint tin game got a mint tin expansion called gates that had room on the on the card sheets so uh, gates also has um two more classes and thus two more um of the other character creation thing for, uh, Tin Helm. So uh, look into Tin Helm. If this sounds interesting to you, I found this game super fun. Uh, it, 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 fits where my keyboard is on my computer desk. So it's a very small footprint. You might even be able to play it on a plane. If there's not much turbulence and you roll the dice in the mint tin, um, super recommend this. Uh, it's, it, it's very fun in my opinion. um, And uh, off the back of that, also, uh, keep an eye out because it's a new year, and I should have rejoined Andy Roo's gaming gang. I think I pushed the button to do that. You have. You have. You're the only person that has so far. Well, what? That's bad. I'm usually the last one. What are y'all doing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, for for my local team, it's a big issue
1: that, uh, like, the, the place that we used to play and fundraise is now closed ah, yeah. and many of the people that were on my team before in the last year have left to new jobs. So I can't harass them quite nearly as much as I used to be able to. So if anybody listening wants to raise money for, for their local children's miracle network hospital, let me know. I'll help you sign up to, to do extra life. I'd love it if you'd be a part of Andy Roos gaming game. If you want to do your own thing, that's cool too. It's all for the kids. However, however, they can be helped. If you don't want to 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 join a team or do that, we've got plenty of different people that you could donate to. Well, to right now, uh, <laughs> that you could donate to. Um, there's there's plenty of ways for you to help out. Yeah, so, literally nothing lost by joining
0: know. a team. By the way, speaking of someone who has a personal existing mm-hmm. brand on the internet, uh, it like my stuff goes to to Toronto, I believe Ontario sick kids. So it's not like I'm funneling, you know, Canadian effort to an American thing, if that's of your concern. Like, I, I liked that. I,
1: I, yeah, screw those American children. That's right. I will send it to Canadian children where they already have health care given by the government like every other first world country. Oh, boy. Sorry, what? In
0: my province, there's a... Oh, boy. In my province. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's a new thing that's developed. Uh, but that aside, yeah, yeah, uh, we got, I got, I got in on that. I've raised my goal. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to hit that thousand cause I hit 600 something last time. Uh, and I never cleared 500 before, so I felt all inspired. Um, I believe
1: in you, Chris, you can do hey,
0: it. Hey, we, I did, I, we, we hit the karaoke goal and then people donated more. So we're going to do two karaoke mm-hmm. goals this time. Uh, uh, But yeah, um, until then, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you all later. Um, Boy, I'm just thinking we're... I don't think that we're going to be able to have this much toy density in one podcast for a while, because this is a lot of toy density. Um, So everyone send Aaron a a Unicron. (laughs) Uh, I mean... Actually, you have a house. You don't have to worry sure. about it. You're fine. You're I ha- I have a ready? house.
1: Yeah, I've I'm hopefully going to have a real desk soon here, and I'll be able to get away from the folding plastic
0: uh, table. So, yeah, baby steps. Baby steps. We'll keep up with that journey until next time. Uh, though, stay safe out there. It's a it's a fresh year, but you know, still, please stay safe out there. It's an odd world we live in right now, and. Uh, We'll see you all at the next bend in the turn of this podcasting journey! But you got some badass perpetrators now they're here to stay. Let them come.